Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This show when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, Monday, the 25th day of September 2023. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey right there. That is Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And in the other room, there is Kyle. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Use that to get in on the text machine as well. Our podcast, you can stream us on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, anywhere you get your podcast on social media, Give us a like, share, follow at Listen to the BS on on YouTube. Uh, our channel is at the Bailey Show. Lots going on. Once again, uh, more keywords this week, this morning, to give to you to win that Disney trip to Hawaii to stay at Disney's Alani Resort. Uh, we'll change things up if you're starting to get used to the program. That's good. Uh, but every once in a while, we got to change things up as far as times go. So generally speaking, which we do Mondays normally at eight. We'll do closer to seven, so in about an hour. And uh, we got tickets for Everclear. What a great band. Uh, they'll be with the Ataris and the Pink Spiders at Quarry Park Amphitheater, October 13th. Quarry. Quarry Park. See, now Nikki's got me saying query. No, don't blame me for it. No questioning. We'll be doing no questioning. No queries will be involved. A quarry park is where we're going. Quarry Park. Quarry, where we're taking this. It looked like query to me. Where's the E at in that word? That's just what I said. Saw heard when I saw it. Please continue to explain and no, try to convince us. No, you said it wrong. Don't put it on me. <laughs> you got in this nugget. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> All of my producers. I'm sitting here and I'm going, "Hey, is this Quarry Park?" And you're like, "No, nah, it's Quarry." I'm like, "No, it's not. I know it's not Quarry Park. There's no E in there. I can promise you that." Uh, so, uh, if you were out at uh, this weekend, farm to fork, which was pretty cool. That was the first time that we had been out to that event. I'm assuming it happens every year, mm-hmm. I, I guess, yep. right? It's a yeah. big deal. Okay, it's a big deal. A lot of people out there. It was really neat. And uh, I got to see Michael Franti, which I didn't know he was performing until like the day before, which I love Michael Franti. So uh, I didn't know he was a Sacramento guy either. How was the performance? It was awesome. I mean, oh, nice. it, like it's an acquired taste, right? It's, I mean, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's very hippie-esque. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not like a hippie by no stretch of the imagination, but um, but he's the one you guys said that anybody can go to his concert and, and get into it. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's you know one of those free love, free spirit. Everybody's. Mm-hmm. He's a jam band artist. Yeah. Everybody just kind of love each other, and, you know, and all that stuff. You know, whatever. But the the music makes you happy. Gotcha. Understood. And he involves everybody in it, and the guy brings the kids up. You know, I mean, yeah. Every once in a while, you need to think that there's hope still on this earth, right? <laughs> right. Yes. So Michael Fronte brings that to the table. There's a little hope left on this earth. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, so for some people, it's a tough pill to swallow. And I'm not going to lie every once in a while for me, too, when it gets too gushy. <laughs> yeah. Right, too lovey. It's like, all right, come on. Let's let's enter the real world now, Mr. Fronte. Let's mm-hmm. take the love down a notch. Let's take it. Yeah, love me less. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
so it was a good event. You know, we walked around, we got food, uh, we paid the ten dollars for a beer, and uh, and then you know, one thing that I would suggest though, right? Because I guess there's a, yeah, I know, like you need my suggestion, but huh. the, so it's split into two, right? It's it's got one side that's a free festival, and then there's the other side, which is those are the tickets we gave away for the. The, the the food guy yes mm-hmm. and that's a paid ticket mm-hmm. right it's like a hundred and fifty dollar ticket that's the one that was across the street well it wasn't really across the street it was it was like next to it mm-hmm. I mean it was literally like you walked like and you were there okay I mean it wasn't you know where the radio stations tent were uh-huh. tents were uh-huh. you you like a like a three two minute walk it's right there. I mean, yeah, the ones could, that was just right yeah, across you could the see road. It. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can hear them playing the music and stuff over there. Right. Yes. Put the band, I mean, put the stage with the band in the middle so everybody could see it. Oh, yeah. You know, and then just have it so, you know, they perform front and back. Mm-hmm. Well, know? there was another stage, too, where they were performing all the way in the front. Yeah, that was for the paid ticket people. Oh, in the front? I'm assuming. Right? No, because I went up there. Well, there was only one stage. That, that had performers. And that was the opposite of the radio station tents. Right, all, all the way, way up down. at the front. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You take that stage and you put it on the other side so you can talk See to both, both. So you, both people. Mm. I got you. You know, so I walked around and, and did that, and I noticed uh, I was waiting for Michael Fronte, right? So I get there, and I'm waiting for Michael Fronte, and there's this, like, setup in the middle of the festival, and all these people are dancing, and they 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 have headphones on, and I'm with my wife <laughs> and my daughter, and I ask and I go, "What the Sam hell? What is that?" And my daughter's like, "That's the new thing. Like at colleges, I guess they do that so you don't get, you know, noise complaints." Mm-hmm. And I'm I said that might be the dumbest idea I have ever seen. It That's is. where Nelson went when he went to the silent disco that night. Oh, is that what you did? Mm-hmm. That's the silent disco. The one I went Have to, you done that before? Not before the one that I had just done here on the R Street Night Market. That's the stupidest idea I've ever seen. Not only that. That is just dumb. No, like, it's not. It takes away the whole purpose of trying to communicate. With, I mean, like, are we trying to kill communication between two people? Yes. Are we trying to find every way, shape, form that people don't talk to each other? Because they were like, I why it looked like the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't it look very zombie? Weird. Two people are dancing, which normally they don't look like they dance, right? right? So maybe that helps people dance. I don't know, but they're dancing and they're looking at each other and they're smiling. Like I watched this couple dance for I, I was creeper like ten minutes, <laughs> and they're and they're not talking to each uh-uh. other at all. And then when one of them tried to talk, they had to take the headphones off. Right. Yeah. It, what do you mean? Yeah. That's, that's all you do. If you want to talk, take the headphones off, chat, put them back strange. on. It's when you're strange. dancing in a nightclub setting, you're not talking either because the music's too loud most of the time for you to talk. If you are trying to talk, you're screaming above the music. Now, it's the right, same that, difference. That's part of the gimmick. No, it's not. You, with the headphones, you can't even hear the scream. That's part of the gimmick, right? You're in a nightclub. Hey, you, you, you got, having a great time. You got, you, and then you know, by the time the, the, I mean, that's what builds the great story. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the night, you're like, I thought you said you were 42. You know, and you're like, right. no, 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 no. You misunderstood about half yeah. the stuff that they said. You take the headset off. You hear everything they're saying because there's not a, you can hear a pin drop next to them. It just looked. Better communication. It just looked very zombie apocalypse. Now, did you notice, were there different lights on the headphones? Yes. 
Okay, that means that there were different radio stations that they could tune into. So it's like the like one- terrestrial radio. Well, but just like the, dude, I call these them radio commercials stations. are awesome. <laughs> no, there was like multiple DJs. So like the one that I went to at this R Street Night Market, if you were on the red, you were on the red DJ. Otherwise, you're on the green DJ or the blue DJ. And they were all three playing different things and then different genres. So it's like it's so to me it's stupid because then like not everybody's even dancing on the same beat. Oh, so you could be dancing with somebody. You have reds on, yes. they have greens and on. And they're listening mm-hmm. to EDM. And then every once in a while, I would hear, because I turned my head set down, or I had my ear, the one ear open so I could hear it, and people are singing along to the killers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, somebody told me you were the boyfriend. And they're, uh, the whole crowd is singing, but I've got EDM in my ear because I'm on the red DJ. And so I guess you get FOMO or something. So you got to, oh, I better get to blue because that's what everyone else is on. Click, click. Oh, and you can change it. <laughs> right on your yeah. headset. It's like three. I'm assuming it's probably the same company. Kind of like the uh, old uh, Walkmans. Yes. You yep. know, when, yes. They, when, they, when they got clever and they <laughs> they put the radio on the headset. Uh-huh. And you, you know, like uh, the, the cat in Heathcliff. Uh, you know, yeah, the white exactly. Cat, uh, walk around. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. I still think it's really dumb, but it was very interesting to watch. And I figured out the color thing because it started when it started to get dark. Uh-huh. Oh, then you can probably see it a yeah, lot better. Because when I was out there, the sun was beaming, so all I saw was white um, lights around. Us. Yeah, I didn't see it at first either. And then mm-hmm. as I was leaving, I, I stopped again to watch because we ran into to some friends. We actually kind of went with them, then lost them, and then met back up with them. And so I'm sitting there, and we were literally just I, I bird's eye, like right there. I'm looking at it, and I noticed they had different. Because I was wondering why like, this person is dancing like this, uh-huh. and this person's dancing. It looked like they're all on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just very odd. I find that very hard to believe. Like again, you still need the freedom to talk to somebody. I can imagine if I were single and I go to a nightclub. And I mean, I know it's not like the our parents' days where it's like, may I, may I have this dance? You know, <laughs> right. you just kind of start dancing and stuff. But there are little things that you can say, and you wait for the break in the music, mm-hmm. you know, so you kind of time it out. And then you know, if you depending on what the music is, you wait for the drop, so you're not like, I want to take you home, and everybody hears you. You know oh, what I mean? Right. So, so embarrassed. Yeah, something like that. So there, <laughs> that that. There's 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 a method to that madness of mastering the talk between music and it's just been destroyed by this new trend. I would do that in the dark. I would have felt a little bit uncomfortable doing it out in the middle of the daytime like they were doing it the other day. Dark like in your closet at your house with nobody. No, right, dark like yourself. if I was in like the the night disco setting, I think it'll be more it's so strange. More fun to do it that it's way. It's really really strange. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very strange. I would love to find the person that invented that. And I would tell you, that person, you're stupid. It's just the first time I ever felt. It's absolutely a dumb idea. It really, really is. Oh, my God. It's, 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 it's not the greatest idea. But it's different, and it's new, and people like different, and people like new for at least right. a second. And it does help with the noise ordinance. Right. So that makes a lot of sense sure. for the parties. Right. Yeah. yeah, if you're having a party in mm-hmm. your dorm room or apartment, and everybody grab a headset. We're going to dance. Keep the party going. (laughs) It's all I've been wanting to do all day long is dance. Dance and learn. Dance. (laughs) Dance and learn. All right. uh, 916-999-0985 if you want to start us out again. Generally speaking, uh, we'll do here at the end of this hour more keywords for the Disney 
promotion. Aaron Lewis from Stained will join us and a uh, survivor of Ted Bundy. We've got a packed show, lots to do. There has been an album released uh, with safety songs. <laughs> you do not need headsets to listen to some of these songs. We will play these through your speakers here in just a minute. Hang on. For you football fans, you can appreciate this. I just thought about it. The state of Colorado lost big this weekend by 86 points. Oh, wow. You not only have the 42-6 blowout from Oregon to Colorado, University of, but Miami's walloping of the Broncos 70-20. to I didn't even think about that. Collectively... The state of, I mean, you so you should send well wishes. We should send well wishes <laughs> to the state of Colorado. Like, hope things get better, hashtag Colorado strong or something. I mean, that's really bad. Like, I didn't think about that. But you got two teams, not just one, mm-hmm. you know, but two teams that got a wallop in. Nick and Woodland, good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you, sir? Hey, I was calling about the WWE tickets that you were talking about on Friday. Yeah, so uh, we'll do – it's called Cut a Promo. We'll do it tomorrow and probably like at 7 a.m., I guess. I don't think we have anything else. You know, SmackDown – I'm assuming you are a wrestling fan, yeah, Nick? Yes. Yeah, SmackDown at Golden One Center this Friday. Uh, you think you'll be able to do this? Yeah, I got it. I don't know, man. He's a maniac, brother. Uh, sound a little docile. I don't know if I don't know if you got that umph in you. You got the umph in you? Oh, I got it. Right. Got to be able to coffee. get down and dirty. Yeah. Who Who are you going to cut the promo on tomorrow? I I don't know. How do you do it? Like, what do you? <laughs> you <laughs> he doesn't to... even know what we're talking about. Uh, Nikki, would you like to explain what cut a promo is? Since you did a fine job of demonstrating what we will be looking for. Well, my voice isn't as great today. But Hold I'll, on. You ready? I'm try. ready. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cut a promo <laughs> on Bailey's candy ass. He's always running amok around here, and we're going to lay the smack down on him. This Friday is going down, brother. Oh, yeah. This turns into a totally different person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Nick, that, that's... The gist of it. All right. So think about it. You got, right. you got about 24 hours. Give us a call <laughs> okay, back tomorrow. Got it. Pick you, your target. Yeah, yeah. Pick your target. You know, it doesn't have to be on me. It could be on anyone. Uh, it could be on your, your wife, your kid, your dog. It doesn't matter. Right. So think about all it. Right. Call us back at this time tomorrow. Give or take. We'll put you on hold. You'll be the first up. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Thank we'll, you. We'll see you. Wow. Two for two over there. That takes my throat to another level. <laughs> You don't have to get the voice. I do have to do the voice. You can't okay. cut a promo without the voice. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yes, you are correct. Thank I, you. Yeah. I mean, I. you don't have to, but. I have to. You have to. Yeah. I understand. Uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission is trying to reach young people. So they've put out an album of, and I use this term loosely, catchy, catchy is just mm-hmm. the term. <laughs> but the rest is, is, is legit. Safety themed songs, including. Protect ya noggin. Oh. First things first, let me tell you what the issue What's is. That? When you in the streets, gotta stay vigilant. Yeah. Check the stats, there's been way too many in your head. From right and right without nothing, no protecting them. But we could do better. Come up, put my helmet on and go zoom. Sitting flat upon my head real evenly. No on my forehead, y'all ain't seeing me. When I fly by. Yeah, go ahead, roll your windows down. Turn it up, guys. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> 
kids learn. You have to meet them where they are. Let, let, let me know when you're at a stoplight, and we'll put it back on so you can crank it real loud. <laughs> yeah. Joseph Galbo, a social media specialist at the agency, says that they're trying to target, wait for it, people from the ages of 13 to 24 with these positive messages. Oh, I would have thought it would have been younger than that. Well, you know what, though? That's why why I paused. You know what, though? It's not not a bad idea because I know a woman who, when she was 19, wasn't wearing a helmet, riding a bike, went over the handlebar and now has a plate in her head. You tell me a song that you listened to that made you do something positive. Hmm. Dang, I'm trying to think about it. No. (laughs) Take I your learned time. My, um, I'll be here for yeah, a couple no, hours. No, no not to do anything positive, but I learned all my fifty states from it being sung to us in a song. Okay, so it does help kids with learning. And how old were you? Uh, I was in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a little kid. Thirteen is junior high. Look, yeah. I'm not, I'm not beating up on it for younger kids. I'm just telling you, thirteen to twenty four is no interest. I mean, I didn't know that I had to fight for my right to party. That's so. true. We did learn that uh-huh. from the Beastie Boys. Yeah. You are correct. We did learn that we're not going to take it anymore no, either. Not at all. You know, it's a different message when it comes to, let's just call it real music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not to say that these artists that are helping out aren't real artists, but you know what I'm saying. Like commercial <laughs> right. music. Got you. Uh, there's, um, can you imagine if like they, they got Metallica to do this? <laughs> No, Dad, keep it safe. Wear a helmet. <laughs> but it might work. I was gonna say it would appear to the older, to the older kids for sure, the older crowd. Um, I've noticed in a lot of these TikTok videos now, teachers are doing that in classrooms to help kids learn as well. And it's high school kid age, so mm. it's not totally a bad idea. I pitched an idea to uh, radio not that long ago, actually. And I said, you know, get creative and do, you know, even if it's a specialty show mm-hmm. and do an hour or two hours where you constantly play music underneath the personality talking. Yes. And then the personality would pause and they would boost it up and come down just like a long TikTok video. Yes. I remember you saying that. <laughs> but people would like to hear that, though. They would. Well, so the purist, the radio purist, that's why... I don't ever use uh, intro music mm-hmm. of artists that are familiar mm-hmm. because I don't want to trick people. So if you start out with, like, let's see, ACDC Thunderstruck, mm-hmm. and you're playing the intro to that, and you start to listen to it, and then my big mouth starts to talk and go into a segment, I'm I, that would piss me off. That's why I don't do it. That makes a lot of sense because people are now like, mm-hmm. oh, my song's about to come on, I want to hear this. And then you just talk, and they're like, what in the world? Give me another one of these. Give me a phone away. S2. Phone away. And I got the dance, too. Now everybody's doing the Ben Shelton where he hangs up the phone. Uh In which Novak Djokovic used against him after he beat him. At the U.S. Open, and now you're starting to see other athletes do the phone down. Put your phone down. You know, Erica Badu made a song called Phone Down. Oh. There you go. There's an artist. This is uh, Eric Badu. Eric, oh, Erica Badu. Erica Badu. This is her brother. Eric. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not as popular. I like how they're doing the different genres, though. <laughs> yeah. Put your phone away. He asked the sister, said, you mind if I take your song? <laughs> oh, no. 
and do it for the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I don't know how to get the album, nor do I care. So if you were interested, you, you can find out. That's what own. I was just getting ready to ask you. Like, how do they get these songs? You can have the whole thing. It's on YouTube. The oh, whole okay. album itself is only like 25 minutes. So you just go search consumer product safety songs. Will you change your ringtone to phone away? Put your phone away. I would. Girl, you better plug me up. Put your phone away. (laughs) I'm asking you if you would. I asked you if you would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I said if I could download it, I would. No, if you will. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I won't because for my phone, it has to be in the Apple Store. You know that because you have an iPhone. We'll put that in the Apple Store. I'm sure it's in the Apple Store. It's oh, not in the Apple Store. It's got to be in the Apple Store. <laughs> and heavy rotation on 98 Rock, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we should slip it in and, like, relabel a song. <laughs> like, take a song that's in power that the radio station plays all the time. Give and, Aaron a heart attack. And put Protect Your Noggin in instead. <laughs> That'd be a quick one, too. Protect your, you're in and out. Protect Your Noggin, only two minutes, 24 seconds. I swear to God I'm going to write a book. The easiest, fastest ways to get fired in the radio business. (laughs) Should hear some of the examples I have. All right. uh, First round of headlines, and then we'll get you uh, the Everclear tickets for Generally Speaking, as well as your first keyword for the uh, Disney promotion, sending you to Hawaii. What do you got, Nikki D? I'm going to tell you where thousands of mink are on the loose and why an underage driver shot cops. All right. Get you first round of headlines here next. Stand by for news. Headlines for today's top two. Headlines. Can't get enough of that Bailey Show stuff love, going on. Love oh. the Bailey Show. Love the Bailey Show. All right. First round of headlines, Nikki D. Thousands of minks are floating around PA, and I'm not talking about coats. H1. Officials warn they could pose a serious threat to wildlife and pets. If you see a mink, do not try to catch it by hand or approach it due to their aggressive nature. Police are currently looking for the person who released them, as they will be charged. As many as 8,000 mink were released in Pennsylvania from a mink farm. And they're not sure who done it. It's probably one of the animal activists who are against you know, the breeding of minks for coats and things like that. They are urging residents in that area, though, if you come across one of these animals, don't touch them. They're very vicious and they bite. They, they're they very harmful to humans, which I didn't know that because when you look at a, a picture of a mink, they're so little and cute, but do not touch them at all. And it's actually illegal to release animals like this into the wild. And 8,000 is a lot. Now, they're trying to put traps down to catch them, and, but there's still hundreds of them still out there. So they're looking at killing them. If they have to, yeah. 8,000. That's a lot. 8,000. When, when you look at somebody's beautiful mink jacket, you're just like, God, this doesn't look so mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure they were thrilled to be skinned and put on somebody's back. And, you know. Well, have you ever seen a, like, uh, I think it's a shawl, you know, that they used to make out of mink? And it's literally like the whole mink. Like, because oh, we were going. Oh, yeah. The, the face would be on it, right? Yeah. And yeah, the feet. Yeah. Or on it? No, like, I've never seen that. We were going through it when my grandfather died. We're cleaning out all of his stuff. You know, he's got all this old stuff. And you, you pull out this thing that's kind of like fastened together in a hoop, like this hoop shape. Well, it's like the the head is biting the tail. It's just the whole animal. That's not a Jeez. thing. That's not a thing anymore, though, right? No. Like, like uh, wearing a mink jacket. I mean, that's not for women. That's not the breast ring of jackets to have like, i mean not for me i think people that are, are very fancy and they pay a lot of money for their stuff they're still wearing mink jackets for sure really because yeah. 
they don't look like they've got that fuzzy on them. Like you see, I saw the picture of these little mink guys that mm-hmm. escaped. They didn't look like they got a. They didn't look like an alpaca. Uh-huh, you know, they got right. a bunch of whatever hair fur, or whatever it is that you shave off. They look like little uh, hamsters. Imagine you save all that money up and you got like the bad mink. The bad. You know what mink. I mean? Like I just mean like you thought you were gonna get this big fluffy coat and you got this like D League mink that they let out onto the into the wild. That's got bad hair. Yeah, it's just <laughs> patchy. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know it was going to lose its hair after two years. You got bald spots in your yeah. jacket. You got the only mink jacket with alopecia. <laughs> you got the aging mink jacket with some kind of disease. <laughs> like, man, I knew I shouldn't have trusted that guy in the back alley. God, Chinatown usually has the best deals. All right, second story. Kids used to just talk under their breath when they were mad at their parents. H2. Well, Alachua County deputies had a bit of a surprise when they pulled over a white sedan traveling on I-75 last week. They say when the car stopped, a 10-year-old boy got out of the driver's seat. (laughs) This took place in Florida. A 10-year-old boy, his 11-year-old sister, their mom took away their electronics. So after she went to sleep, they stowed her car and drove three hours away. Now, the cops are not sure where these kids were heading. Luckily, they didn't get in any accidents or Didn't they start like in that. California? No, they didn't start in California. <laughs> you sure? No, it says police in Florida pulled them over after driving for 200 miles. There's something with California in there. I thought they started in California. That's what the... No, you can't drive from California to Florida in three hours. Guaranteed. Yeah, there's something with... Flo- either somebody's from Florida... Or so, there's there's something with it started in something started in California mm. and then ended in Florida, so that's why I sent you the story. Yeah, no, not this story. Okay, uh, go ahead, continue. So they call the mom. She says the reason why they took her car is because they were mad. She took their electronics away from them, and so uh, she opted not to press charges against them. And the police just gave them a citation. Did you did you ever steal a, or borrow a car when you were younger? No. no. The uh, only thing that we did was we got into a car and then put it in reverse and then ruined a bush in the neighbor's yard. Did you take uh, ownership that you were on the bush? Oh, yeah. Or like you lie? Yeah. No. no, what I used to do, my dad used to let me drive when I was underage. So every time I got ready to leave, he'd say, all right, you know the rules. This is what you have to do. Drive the speed limit. And remember, if the cops pull you over, I'm going to come say you stole the car. I'm going <laughs> to act really mad, but you won't be in trouble. And I used to be like, oh, my. Gosh. Oh. So I just always just be keeping that in my mind, like drive a speed limit, don't get pulled over. <laughs> when we were, uh, I think I was a freshman in high school, we're staying over this dude Jack's house, and I, for some reason, I, I took his mother's car. I was by myself. It was this like green, like Oldsmobile or something, and I, I don't think I, I obviously did not know how to drive, and for some reason, I needed to turn around so i decided to go through the bank tellers mm-hmm. you know like through a bank teller but where the the thing is and the thing is mm-hmm. and just scraped the entire side of the car and i was flipping out but i wasn't like too upset about it. like if i were to do it now uh-huh. i mean oh my god i gotta rebuild so i take it back put it back where i found it put the keys back go to bed wake up like there was not like i didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. i don't know why i was in this dude's mother's car at his house by myself and I get up the next morning, we go to breakfast, and the mother's like, so did uh, somebody uh, decide to take the car for a joyride? I mean, this entire car side was scraped. I just scraped it up against the concrete little round thing. Didn't say a word. Never went over there again. Never heard from him ever again. They didn't try to take me to court. They didn't try to She run. knew you did it? She had to have. 
Well, who else would have done it? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe she didn't know and she was trying to get it out. Just kept eating my eggs. My eggs. Sorry about your car, ma'am. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, Everclear, special guest, the Ataris. I just saw Chris Chris Rowe from the Ataris not that long ago. And the Pink Spiders will be at the Quarry Park Amphitheater, mm-hmm. October 13th. So we'll do a round of generally speaking. Uh, I need a couple players. So if you want to start lining up now, what we'll do is uh, we'll play audio from what we call our generalist. That person will be asked some, for the most part, simple questions. You, with the help from Nikki D, have to just yay or nay their answer. That's it. 916-909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. I got tickets for Everclear. Uh, great show, great band. Art Alexakis is uh, an amazing dude. Really, really good guy. All right, start lining up. Need some players, and we'll do that and give you your Disney keyword, the first one, uh, for a Monday when we get back here. Hang on. To a tropical paradise at Disney's Alani Resort. Before I give you the keyword for this amazing trip to Hawaii, I still need one more player for, generally speaking, for the tickets to go see Everclear and the Ataris. So if you want to line up, right now is the time to do it. You got a couple seconds to do that. 916-909-0985, 916-909-0985. Now, this is the week number two. For the trip to Hawaii for Disney's Aulani Resort, where you and three of your buddies can uh, can stay. This is pretty cool. So all you have to do is take this keyword, uh, sand. Sand is the keyword for right now, S-A-N-D, sand. And take that to 98 Rock's website, krxq.net, krxq.net. Put that in there, and now you will be ready to rock and roll for this chance to win. It's round-trip airfare, thanks to Southwest. The voucher for four. For ground transportation, room accommodations, uh, uh, four nights at uh, uh, Disney's Alani Resort, plus a $200 resort credit, which is which is really good. So, again, the keyword is sand. Take that to krxq.net, and best luck to you. We'll have another keyword for you at 9. Then we'll have more later on in the day at 11, 1, 3, and 5, and that goes on uh, throughout the week. And then I believe in the next week or so after that, we'll find you um, – We'll find a, a winner. All right, let's play Generally Speaking. Hey, Boomer, think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play Generally Speaking on the BS. Ever seen Everclear perform? I have not. That's on my bucket list. Very, very, very good band. Love Everclear. Special guests, the Ataris and the Pink Spiders. October 13th at Quarry Park Amphitheater. Quarry. Quarry. <laughs> Quarry. 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 Nick, Nikki's That's in my head with all. Quarry. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's no questions about it. It's yeah. Quarry. It's Quarry. I know. Uh, Olivia in Sacramento, how are you? Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We got to get your competition here. Hold on. We got Nina in Sacramento. How are you, Nina? Good. How are you doing? Good. You all sound like your sisters. All right. Here, here's how the game works. We're going to introduce you to our generalist. This is a generation-type game, right? Uh, you'll get to hear from them, kind of get a vibe for who they are, and then Nelson asks some really pretty much basic trivia questions. All you have to do, simple enough, is yay or nay their answer. Will they get it yay 
Will they not get it? Nay. Nikki D is going to help both of you out. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Olivia, Nina, you both understand the rules? Yes. Yes. Excellent. All right, let's meet our generalist, please. What's your name? My name is Lexi Occinelli. Lexi, how old are you? I'm 21 years old. 21, that makes you a member of Gen Z. Yes. How does that make you feel? Um, Very unfortunate in a weird way. I wish I didn't grow up with my phone, but it's just the way it is. What do you do for a living? I'm a comedian, and I also go to school. I'm transferring to UC Irvine. Why don't you tell me something interesting about yourself? Um, I speak Spanish. Fluently? Yes. Can you say something in Spanish for us right now? Um, estoy diciendo algo en español ahora mismo. I don't know it what says, any of that I'm means. saying something in Spanish right now. I hope. I hope that's what I said. <laughs> you notice uh, she trails off at the end. <laughs> yes. Every time. <laughs> I just look at the phone. Her cadence. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a very nice lady. All right, Olivia, you will be first. Here is the first question. We're generally speaking, a boomer question, A1. Largely out of style now, this retirement plan is one that is typically funded by an employer as opposed to the employee. All right, Nikki D, largely out of style now, this retirement plan, unless you're in California, this retirement plan is one that is typically funded by an employer as opposed to the employee. That is a 401k. It is not. <laughs> they are not out of style. They're actually the ones <laughs> that took the place of this. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, pension. Pension is correct, yes. Actually, here in the state of California, if you work for the state, I believe, for five years uh-huh. or more, you get a pension. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard at least. All right. Uh, Olivia, pension is the answer we're looking for. Will Lexi or Gen Z or know the word pension? No. No. I think no, too, as well, Olivia. I don't think she's going to get that one. It took me a second to remember. Yeah, she's 21. She's a student. She's not out there for real. She's a comedian. She's not out there in, in, in the world. In the real world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nay on pension. Let's find out, A2. Oh, I know it. Um, I think that it is a, a 401k. The answer we're looking for is a pension. Well, I learned something new. <laughs> I wish they taught taxes in school. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's crazy is like the, you know, for the boomer generation that did grow up with pensions, there are a lot of companies that never delivered and they didn't get their pensions. Whoa. Is that legal? I, I don't know. I just, I, I know someone where that happened. I don't know if there's other reasons why they didn't get a pension, but they never received their, they worked their entire lives, never got their, their pension. And they were Dang. working up until like they're in their eighties. All right. Olivia, you got a point. Nina, you're next. Here is a Gen X question for our generalist, Lexi. B1. This world sexual health epidemic was a huge part of the formative years of Generation X. Nikki D, this world sex health epidemic was a huge part of the formative years of Gen X. Oh, it's 1980s. Not, I don't want to say AIDS was around during that time. Um, Herpes? Okay, AIDS is the answer. Oh, it is AIDS. <laughs> that I is, think AIDS was all the way back. AIDS, AIDS is the 80s. Yeah. Like, that's what the 80s were. Yes. Not yeah. sitting down on toilet seats because you were afraid you were going to catch AIDS. Because nobody knew where it came from. We had no idea what it was. Uh, HIV, AIDS, will Lexi, Nina, yay or nay on HIV or AIDS? Oof. I think um, she's going to know it, Nina. Because it's the I first think- thing you think about. 
I don't know. Are they even informative on sexually transmitted diseases nowadays? I don't know. I would say no. Okay. Okay. Going against what Nikki D is saying. You're saying nay, locking that in, correct? Oh, yes, locking that in. Locking it in. All right, B2. I feel like it's good that I don't know. Um, HIV? HIV is correct. (gasps) Okay. She got it right. There we go. It's the first thing you're going to think about. She knew it. All right. Olivia, you're up 2-0. The board is yours. Game changer with this next question. Another Gen X question for generally speaking. Here we go. C1. Before the cell phone, this portable electronic device let you know when someone had called you. That's a great question there, Nelson. All right, Olivia. Before the cell phone, this portable electronic device, Nikki D, lets you know when someone called you. A beeper. Beeper or pager will even take. Olivia, will Lexi know beeper, pager, yay or nay? Oh, this one's tough. Ugh. I feel like she should know it, but the way she's been answering these questions, I have no faith in her, to be honest. I'm going to say, yeah, she's heard of it. Because, like, when you when someone asks you that question, you, you, you have to think, like, what's before the cell phone. She, she knows it. She I'm going to say nay. I don't think she does. All right. What do you got, Olivia? Olivia? Yes. Y- are you saying yay? Yes. All right. Yes. Yay for Olivia. C2. A rotary phone. Wait, wait, wait. Voicemail. We're looking for a pager. Ah, <laughs> I knew it. What portable electronic device? A rotary phone. <laughs> rotary <laughs> phone. I knew it. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. It's a little spicy. All right, Nina, uh, you get the next one. You can tie the game up with this one. Here we go. D1. This German toy-filled chocolate egg was once banned in the U.S. for being a choking hazard. This German toy-filled chocolate egg, Nikki D, was once banned in the United States for being a choking hazard. A millennial question. A Cadbury egg. No. Mm. Um, an egg that was banned with something in the middle of it? Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know this either. Really? <laughs> That's interesting to me. And I'm, and I'm probably going to mispronounce about. it. The answer is... Is it kinder or kinder? kinder? It's a kinder egg. Kinder egg. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, what is a kinder egg? <laughs> so it was a that. chocolate egg that had toys inside it, but American kids were too stupid not to just eat the, the egg. So the import of them were banned from other countries. So they're huge in Europe. In Spain, that's why I've got it there for you with kinder egg and kinder bueno. I don't know. If you give me a chocolate egg, I'm not thinking something's in it. Uh, no, I'm like, just going to bite it in Like, they're known for toys. It says toys inside it on the package. Yeah, but who reads kids the package? Kids don't read. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, European right. kids did it just fine. All right, Nina, yay or nay that Lexi will know Kinder eggs? There's absolutely no way. If you guys didn't know it, she doesn't know it. <laughs> I love Kinder eggs. There's no way you can choke on it. I'm so upset that they were discontinued the way they used to come. Wow, look at so you. I'm going to say no. All right. And if it's not, if I don't get this one, I'm going to be really upset. Okay. <laughs> well, I agree with you on the nay. All right, lock it in nay, right, Nina? Yes. All right, let's find out. D2. Kinder Bueno. Okay, I'll accept that. Kinder Whoa. Egg is what I was looking for. Kinder Egg. I just, they the have those in Spain. Also called Kinder Bueno. Bueno, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, this is where we're at in the game. Olivia, you get this next one right, you win. If not, Nina gets to stay in the game. Here we go, E1. 
This term means the opposite of trendy or trying too hard. This is a Gen Z question. Nikki D, this term means the opposite of trendy or trying too hard. Means the opposite of trying too hard? Don't know this one either. No, the opposite of trendy or trying too hard. Doing the most? No. <laughs> one word. <laughs> don't feel stupid. On this, you, won't, you don't have to feel stupid on this one, but it is a real term, I swear. Is that chuggy? Chuggy. Oh, I have no idea what that is. I've never heard Chugi. it. These kids, they've been making up words. Nina, have you heard Chuggy? I'm not going to answer that. I feel like that helps Olivia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Smart oh. girl. <laughs> Olivia. God, you're good, Nina. You're good. <laughs> Olivia, have you heard Chuggy? Never heard of the word Chuggy. All right. Well, this is a Gen Z question for a Gen Z girl, Lexi. Yay or nay for the win? I'm going to say nay. I don't think she will know this at all. I don't think so either. She's a Gen Zer. I don't care. I've never I've my daughter is a Gen Zer. My my son is as well. I've never heard either one of them say that. So I'm going to say no. All right. Nay for the win. Let's find out E2. Maybe I don't spend as much time on the internet as I thought. Basic. Ooh, basic's a good guess. It's chuggy. Chuggy. Oh, is that an old one? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Nina, no hang one knows. Nina, hang on. Don't go anywhere, okay? Stay, stay right okay. there. Don't don't go anywhere. Hang on. Olivia, congratulations. You got the tickets forever clear. Enjoy yourself there on October 13th. You're very chuggy. 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 All right. Well, she's you. not chuggy, right? Every day. Not chuggy. No, she's not chuggy. She's trendy. Wish you'd ask questions that I knew the answers to. They're Gen Z. Yeah, I still want to know. <laughs> I still want to know. Feel so left out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, from what I understand, and I don't know this whole story, but Nikki D can and tell us the whole thing of what happened. But looks like part of my dream has has kind of come true. It definitely did. As uh, I despise thieves, I despise people that steal. I hate seeing these videos of, especially in the Bay Area and whatnot, of nobody doing a damn thing. But that was not the case. An old sack this weekend when Nikki D was there. Mm-hmm. We'll get you that story here in a minute. Hang on. Cannot stand when I see those videos of kids, usually, going in, stealing. Happens in the Bay Area. What's that Instagram feed that I'm on? Like, it's the Bay. I yeah, don't know. I think that's what it is. It's the Bay. It's the Bay. There's always somebody with a video footage just going into the different stores, and there nobody does anything. Nope. And I'm telling you, somebody you know, like we we've got it's 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 what we do on an airplane now. We have to have the same mindset. You know, when we're on an airplane and somebody makes I mean, it should be happening more than what it does, even with these crazy people that get up and say stuff. They should be tackled immediately. Hog tied and put in a seat, gagged and like <laughs> You know, I don't think you can gag them. Hey, can you put uh, duct tape on their mouth or a sock in their mouth? Oh. No, you cannot. Yeah, but until a sock. <laughs> Where are you gonna get a sock? On my foot? Oh, you can use my sock. That's fine. I've got clean feet. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, is we gotta we gotta start doing something about this, and we never see anybody do anything, including the owners of the stores. And occasionally we do, like that Seven Eleven, I believe, in Stockton, not that long ago. But Nikki D was in Old Sack this weekend. And you were in a store, some kids were stealing stuff, and they got their asses handed to them. They did. I was nice. in um, that Halloween or that costume store, I think Evangeline's is what it's yeah. called. 
And I was down on the first floor. I was getting all my things, getting ready to check out. And as I'm walking by this aisle, I just hear this man yelling. And he's like, give it back right now. You give it back. And so I turn around and look, and it's two little kids. And one little boy has, like, four nimchucks, like, wrapped around his arm. And then they have a bunch of bracelets. And the guy's like, you give that back. You stole it. And the kids are like, no, no, we didn't steal it. We didn't steal it. And the guy who works at the store was like, no, th- this stuff definitely came from here. And the guy's like, you little punk-ass kid, you hand it back to him right now. Nice. And I'm like, sheesh. So then I, you know, start doing what people do now, filming, because I thought this was That's right. spectacular. <laughs> you know, it's and all, I knew you wanted to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. It was handled. Yeah. Like, if, if you had to jump into action or you had to get a hold of Buck Wagon cover, <laughs> then you're not filming. Right. But since this guy was handling his business, then you can film. So, you should film to make people realize that's what you do. Yeah, so the first kid, he gave the little nunchucks back. Nunchucks. Nunchucks. He gave them back and the bracelets. And then the I was like, other little to say, boy. I was like, please don't say it again. Please don't won't. say it again. I won't correct you. I won't correct you if you just don't say it again. <laughs> please don't say it again. Keep going with your story. <laughs> just don't say nunchucks again. Please, please. <laughs> got the he got them nunchucks. <laughs> Damn, why did you have to say it again? I was going to let you have a pass. So then the other little boy, he gave the stuff back he had, but he still had all the bracelets on his arm. And the guy's like, take those bracelets off right now and give them back. And he starts trying to argue back and forth with the guy. He's like, I saw you outside on the curb peeling off the stickers. You stole it from here. You give it back right now, kid. And then the the boy takes the bracelets off. He hands it to the owner. He's like, now get your punk asses out of this store and don't come back. And where are your parents at? And the kids Was he a good-sized guy? Yeah, he was. Yeah, good. He was. I felt like, so proud to see <laughs> yeah. finally an adult standing up to kids because that's how it was when I was growing up. If you did something wrong, it doesn't matter if your parents were around or not. If an adult was present, they was going to be on your behind. How old were these kids? These kids, are, they're probably nine or ten years old. I was should have been slapped. Yeah, I was wondering what they the were even the doing all the way down there. Yeah. With no parents. Yeah. Right, they were on those little scooter um, things with the wheels that little, you just kick with your feet. Limes? Oh, no, like a not the electric scooter. one. The ones you manually like scoot around with your feet. E-bikes, on. something like that. Either way, mm-hmm. kids should have been thrown up against the wall. Should no. have been picked up. Absolutely, scared the living daylights. Look, if you know if they're, he's, he scared them. Trust me. Well, he should have scared them. Just them yelling at them. Should have scared them. Had the cops call you. You sit here until the cops come, and then just kind of scared straight them. It looked like the he scared the people who worked at the store too because Good. the guy who was <laughs> collecting the merchandise from the kids he was all passive and he's like, yeah, that that looks like it came from here. He's like, let let me have it. And the guy's like, give it to him right now, you punk ass kid. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to meet that gentleman and shake his hand. Yeah, he, he needs went to start in a task them. force. <laughs> he went in on them. I was like, this is great. And then uh, Mickey walked up to me and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, just some kids getting the business. They're stealing. I'm telling you, (laughs) if this continues the way that it's continuing, I know that last week you had a story in headlines where uh, there's a, the state is giving here in California, the state's giving money to law enforcement to help, but you got to change the law. I mean, that's why these people are doing it is because they know that they're not going to get in any kind of trouble for it. They get slapped on the wrist, a misdemeanor, you know, if they're even arrested. So if, if there's no punishment for it and you have that mindset, like you have to, everything kind of, it's the perfect storm for this, right? You have inflation, talks of a recession, possible government shutdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, every worst-case scenario. So for those that don't have, they're in survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. Not to say that they can't go out and get a job or do something legally. 
But when you get into survival mode, you justify it. Now, these little punk-ass kids that are going and doing it are doing it because they're like, I'm a minor. If you're not going to do anything to an adult, there's no way you're doing anything to a minor. Right. These are just some bad little kids out stealing. They probably were going from shop to shop stealing stuff out of there. So, you know, eventually what's going to happen is store owners are going to get so fed up with it, you know, there's going to be people that are going to die. You know, because, right. I mean, you go into a store, I think there's a legal argument that you can make. If you're stealing stump something from a store, now maybe not a big chain, but if it's an OO store, an owner-operated store, they are threatening you by coming in and taking from you. Yeah. So you have every right to defend yourself. I know, I don't think, like, California doesn't have the castle doctrine, I don't believe. Uh, it's very wonky. Some of the, the rules here in the state, state of California, like, well, I was told if somebody comes into your house... You can't do anything unless you are threatened. Yeah, but what's the like, bar for threat? Yeah, I'm threatened as soon as I see you. Like, <laughs> like you have to show proof that they physically, like, they could come in your house, steal a TV, and walk out. And if you do something, they could possibly sue you and say, I didn't touch them. I didn't threaten them. Whoa. I know it sounds, re- I was having a conversation with someone in law enforcement. They're explaining this to me. I'm like, because we're explaining the differences between California and Georgia. You know, the South is a little bit different. Oh, you come like in my you, house, it's over with. You, you, you can shoot them on the sidewalk, it you, seems like. You, well, no, you, neighbor. you're in the yard, you're in the property, absolutely. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you come ah. in my house, I can <laughs> shoot you. It's it doesn't matter if you touch a TV or touch anything. Once you cross over that threshold, it's free game. Now, truth be told, nobody wants to see someone's life being taken, no. right? I mean, that's horrible. But there has to be some type of change in the universe. I'm not going to lie to you. When I go out, I go shopping every so often. It's Friday night. I had a lot of shopping to do. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for a shop. Oh, God. I, I want to be back. Buck Wagon Cover wants to go into action. I know you do, but I, I applaud this man, and I want to see more adults start doing something when these kids are acting out like that because that's exactly what they need. The youth, you can try to save them. These adults, you may not be able to save them from their mindsets, but the kids, you can, for sure. I'm clotheslining them. You want to clothesline somebody so bad. So bad. I want to see him actually do it. That's what I want. I want I want to stage somebody stealing around him just so I can see what he does. Oh, clothesline. Okay. Oh, clothesline. Big clothesline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went jean shopping on Friday. I'm so jeans. disappointed in you. And why? With those jeans. The ones I wear now? No, the ones you got rid of. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, the ones I got now, I feel so uncomfortable because they're too short. And oh. I didn't. Yeah, they are. They're like high waters. Ah! <laughs> He's wearing high waters. Why did you buy those? Ankle jeans. Just because they were expensive? No, the, these are not expensive. No, the reason I bought these is because they were not expensive. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't think I bought the whole length. <laughs> you did not. You not pay, at all. You had to pay extra for that little bit. There is a, a reason they were buy one, get 50% off. <laughs> it was from the length. <laughs> Everything else fits great. Yeah, you didn't actually save any money. You saved length. I think I left Buy one, a, get I think, one 50% shorter. Yeah, I think I left a bag of the rest of the jean back at the store. <laughs> I got to take it back. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you what big agreement has been reached and what you may be addicted to that's not drugs. All right, get you that here in just a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Second round of headlines, Nikki D, please. Standing for what you believe in has paid off. H3. Uh, some of the talk shows, which were already talking about coming back uh, without writers, uh, will be back up and running fairly quickly. Things like Drew Barrymore's show. Uh, Variety is reporting that the late night shows, uh, Colbert, Kimmel, 
Fallon could be back up and running in early October. The major film and television studios and strike ugh, striking writers have reached a tentative agreement, and this just happened on Sunday. Now, the terms of the agreement were not immediately known. Um, this does not apply for the actors. They are still on strike. But just standing up for what you believe in, they're going to stop picketing today. They said that we can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional, exceptional with meaningful gains and protection for writers in every sector of mentorship. Okay, so the actors are still... The actors are still on strike as of right now, but the writers oh. are coming off. I yes. was wondering why they're paying paying so much attention to like late night and drew well, i don't know why people keep talking about drew barrymore for whatever reason and the the daytime talk shows yeah. i'm like okay that's great who cares well when are you start to get some new movies yeah and no so- no the writers are off strike they'll go back and start writing for these shows that can kind of immediately go back on air it's not going to be the same for well, movie and tv like the only things that aren't aren't affected right now are things that are scripted like newsy style or lifestyle entertainment shows so, so the act- Netflix shows aren't going to be uh, coming back. So the actors are waiting for the AI stuff, probably. Well, the AI was a linchpin for the writers. Actors are still worried about, again, streaming and their uh, yeah. royalties. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the residuals. I don't yeah. blame them. You know, if you if you listen to any interviews with older actors and actresses, uh, if let's take Pamela Anderson, for example. I don't know if you saw the documentary in her. It was actually really good on Netflix. She doesn't make a dime off Baywatch. Mm-mm. Like, Pamela Anderson made Baywatch. Right. She was Baywatch, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it wasn't because of her acting skills, obviously. No, they just be- weren't cutting deals like that back then. It's because she was beautiful. And it was a goofy, corny, campy show for the right time, right place. Yep. And with goofy storylines, story plots and whatnot. Uh, she doesn't make a dime off that. And so that is what these actors now are standing up for, saying, hey, we want residuals for our stuff. Because I think once it went to, like, streaming platforms is kind of when the residual things for them stopped. When well, they it wasn't fell on, off. Yeah. Because well, of the, the shows were being bought up by Netflixes, not by TNTs. Right. So they buy very similar to, like, BMI with music, right? Mm-hmm. Music is purchased or owned by a company. Company then licenses it. Company gets paid. Company then gives residuals really low to the artist, like mm-hmm. the streaming and stuff. They make pennies on the dollar, whatever. Sure. You know, with the movies and television, they're same same deal. You see a lot of these my television channels that just run syndicated shows like Seinfeld and whatnot. Unless you made a crazy deal back in the day, you're not getting the dime. But Absolutely. even then, you're still getting paid more for my than you are for Netflix. Yes. Or for Disney+. Plus. The streaming is killing these guys. Mm-hmm. All right, second story. If you quit smoking but ate Pop-Tarts every day after... They got you, H4. Well, have you ever liked a snack so much you felt addicted to it? Well, it turns out that is far from accidental. It's a direct strategy brought on by the nation's largest tobacco companies. Study says food brands owned by tobacco companies were made to hook us. These are brands like Kraft, Nabisco. The study compared products owned by tobacco companies with competing brands. This is according to the Washington Post. Tobacco-owned brands were 80% more likely to contain high levels of sodium, carbs, and things like that. And so they reeled you right on in. So if you were eating things like the cereals, the coffee mate, stovetop, things like that, you were addicted. Yeah, they, and they justified it as marketing. You know, like, if this is what attracts people, this is mm-hmm. what attracts people. Like, it's not until recently people actually started to get a conscience mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, how do we not only benefit humanity without shoving all these bad things down their, their, their throats, but also make a profit? 
Well, that's why companies like Philip Morris rebranded themselves or got bought out so that you wouldn't know the name of them anymore. Well, if, you, if you're, you know, the whole story behind the cereal run and the cereal, like the sugar and what they did is they started putting the cartoon oh, no. characters because no. it addicted kids. Because if you saw like all these bright colors, big and, bear on a box, and these yeah, and these cartoon characters, mm-hmm. you're not worried about all this sugar that's in the cereal. Mm-hmm. I mean, who did not? I know I did. Grew up on. Uh, Cookie Crisp and oh, Fruity yes. Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, yep. Absolutely. You have cookies for breakfast, baby. Mm-hmm. It's pure, it's like horrible for you. It's pure sugar. Mm. You know, but that's what got, got us. And our parents, because they said, great for the heart. You know, uh-huh. there's like a picture of a heart on there. <laughs> right. Oh, box in the corner. My kid's going to eat forever. More Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer of the band Stained, Aaron Lewis, has an amazing new album out. An amazing, actually, this will be the fourth track here and now, which you'll hear when we return, uh, that's uh, playing often here on 98 Rock. And we'll have a conversation with Aaron Lewis here next. Hang on. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And that was the new Stained Here and Now, Confessions of the Fallen, which was released last Friday. That's the new album title. Uh, released last Friday, the twenty second. By the way, this is the first new album from Stain in twelve years. So, if you listen to the Odyssey check in, you heard the conversation that I had with Aaron Lewis of Stained. If you didn't, you get to hear it now uh, because that song here and now, extremely powerful, might be the most powerful Stain song, uh, Stain song to date. Aaron Lewis of Stained. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Look, I love talking about music. I really do. And I love a song that you know when the artist, especially an artist like yourself that's been around for a very long time, a lot of times, and you know what I'm talking about, it'll be like, well, we're just going to put out an album. We're just going to get back together. I'm not saying you in particular. I'm just saying an artist in general. And we'll just throw it out there and hope that it works. We'll follow the same blueprint. Uh, from a personal standpoint, from a fan standpoint, I don't think I've heard a more powerful song than the fourth track off Confessions of the Fallen here and now that I've heard from not only Stained, but just in my entire life. This song is so powerful, Aaron. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sometimes those feelings can can be powerful. So the video, it the story uh, of the young man and his father that gets all, uh, has Alzheimer's, and it ends with a high note, of course, and I really encourage everybody to go watch the video. So there has to be some type of catalyst for the lyrics in this song. And do they match up with the story being told in the video? Is that a personal experience? It's very interesting. You know, music, theater, you know, television, it's art. You know, it's all art. I wrote a song. That was my art. The song happened to be about my family you know my 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 wife and my kids mm-hmm. and i took that piece of art and i gave it to another artist and gave him no information you go into a museum there isn't a sign next to the to the piece of art explaining every brush stroke there isn't you know art is art it's for the person that is consuming it it's it's for them everybody sees things differently everybody hears things differently so i didn't want to poison the well at all so i just gave him the song and 
his art is the video. He did an amazing job. And even though, you know, it had nothing to do with the actual, the, the, where the song was coming from, it made me cry. Mm-hmm. Like it choked me up. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, poignant video. I was talking with a coworker of mine and they, uh, I was telling them that we were going to chat today and he's got a past, obviously, uh, well, he's not obviously, but with you guys and the market that I'm in in Sacramento, you, from what I understand, Sacramento was one of the first to actually help uh, stay and get out there with a uh, mud shovel and whatnot. But anyway, and I was telling him about here and now, and I go, you know, this is what I'm going to tell my audience and, and anybody else that, that will listen to me. Uh, I know you're going to hear it a lot on the radio. I can see this being a big soundtrack song as well. Not that that's what you intended it for, but... I want people to watch that video to hear the song for the first time just because of whoever did the video. I'm like you, Aaron. I'm not going to lie. I teared up, too. It was just so powerful because you can swap out Alzheimer's with anything that you have experienced personally in your life with a loved one. And this song speaks to it. It's confronting age and death and losing your father and 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 you know i've never experienced alzheimer's before thankfully but i know so many people have again it it was poignant enough to make me cry and i have i have no personal tie to it i i can't even relate except to the point of wrapping your head around getting old i'm i'm 51 years old i'm i'm gonna be losing my father at some point i'm going to be losing my parents at some point we all are and it's it's facing that head on and and it's a anybody can relate to it when you look at it that way it doesn't you don't have to get hung up on the details of it being alzheimer's or it being mm-hmm. anything else it's it's confronting death there's a, a lot of bands specifically stained in you Aaron that have songs that speak to Things like here. I mean, I have a feeling here and now is going to be that song for your audience and your fan base that they're going to approach you when they see you and tell their story. So we're at the beginning stages of that, but there's so many other songs. You know, outside is is one of my personal favorites. But do you do you remember like one of the most the mo the one of those moments that a fan approached you, talked about your music and how it affected them? And a story that you'll never forget. Do you remember any of those, like one of those moments that stand out? Yeah, it's not a good one though. Oh. You know, there's been there's there's so many positive ones. There's so, and it's it's funny how the human brain works because it's not the most positive one that I that I ever heard. That's the one that stuck with most. It's it's a negative one that a kid's mom came up to me, and the kid had killed himself playing outside on repeat and she wanted answers from me i wrote a song about it she wanted answers from me that i didn't i didn't have i like i didn't write that song for that purpose like it was a it was a tough situation and and this this mother was was standing outside my bus and and crying and I still to this day I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know it fucked up for a while. I'm not gonna lie. Did you ever get back in touch with her after that night? You know, it's still 
it still triggers me. It still triggers me and me up just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm assuming it does. Just a really fucked up moment. Did did you ever did you ever get a chance to get closure with her? No, 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 no. It was just a. I don't even remember what city it was in. It has stuck with me and has haunted me since. Wow, I can't. And imagine. it was, it was 2002, 2003 maybe. It was. It wasn't too long after Outside because I mean, Outside was out. That was the song. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, you were a different guy then. I'm sure, just like the rest of us. Do you think that uh, if that happened today? You would be able to have a different conversation with her. Probably not. I still don't. Still don't have the answers yeah. to the to the questions that she wanted to know. Like the kid purposely put that song on, and, and it was like in his note and everything that that song had meaning to to his his whole plan. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is that I didn't I didn't write that song for that. That's not. It was almost like it was like a. It was a personal attack. It felt like, felt like I needed. I was on, like I needed to be on the defense, talking about it. It's it's getting me all up. Yeah. Well, let's move on. I mean, and what I was going to say, you know, when you reference something being negative in reference to any of the songs, as far as the feedback goes in that story, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I and I'm sorry, I really am, and, and I, but I appreciate the honesty. And I don't know if you check uh, Stain's social media account, but. You know, now that Here and Now is out, it's reaching people. And it was interesting because you guys would repost it you know, and said, this is why we make music. And even with the darkest of songs or however you want to interpret your art and your music, people can take that and turn it into a positive. So the response that you guys are getting via social media is a positive, you know, to what could be a negative interpretation. Right. You know what I mean? That's one of the amazing things that has that has really been a defining thing for my career is that as much as I'm not known for being the guy that writes happy songs at all and and that's not what I made a that's not what I've made a career on, but somehow it those those feelings and, and and those things that I put into songs somehow do positive things for other people. It brings relief to other people, whether it brings relief to me or not. Right. Well, why I say a lot these days that I, you know, I don't think I'm in control of this ride. I think that God has his hand on my shoulder and has a plan for me. And, and I'm just, passenger on this crazy ass roller coaster ride that i've been on for the last 30 years yeah and if you if you include the five plus years that we struggled before we had a record deal right it's been 30 years and 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 for those that are thinking that confessions of the fallen are all just (laughs) sad songs or whatnot there's like i gotta tell you one of my favorite tracks on there is better days i like i think that is a fantastic song i mean everything about it is great it's a, it's a, it, I, I will unashamedly say that it's a happy song. It's actually a positive yeah. kind of, a, you know, hope. Yeah. 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 As crazy as it sounds. There's nothing wrong with hope. 
Hope is a good thing, you know. Unlike oh, we all need some hope these days. Absolutely. Unlike what Morgan Freeman brashed it in Shawshank, but I got to tell you, I disagree with Red. I think hope is a good thing, and we all should have it. You know, <laughs> um, the hiatus, hundred percent, the hiatus that you guys had taken, uh, you know, is what ten ish years. So, it, and then you go and you do your your solo stuff in, in the country music scene. Today, we see in the rock world a blend of country and rock. You see guys like Jelly Roll and Hardy, and it's it's all coming together. I, I never really thought. I never thought I'd be battling it out for number one with Jelly Roll on the rock charts. I mean, let me just put that out there. I hit him up too. I sent him a picture when we flip flopped, and then we were at number one. And what, what, did you know Jelly Roll prior to Jelly Roll blowing up? Jelly Roll. Um, I had heard about him, but no, I hadn't. I hadn't met him until I ran into him at a George Jones tribute concert that just happened earlier this year. And, uh, and we just became fast friends after that. How cool of a dude is that guy? Really cool. Right? He, he's, he's genuine. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's genuine. He ain't, he ain't trying to be anything. He's not. Yeah. It's not, you know, I mean, you tell me, yeah, it's not like 20, 25, 30 years ago, People can still be competitive, but it seems like in the industry, there's an understanding of like, dude, that's great that you're number one and it's great that we're number two and maybe we'll be, it doesn't matter. We're just able to do what we love to do instead of having this ugly hatred for somebody that's in the same industry as you. It's not like that anymore, is it? Uh, I mean, it was, it was never like that for us this tour that we just did with Godsmack back in the day before either one of us had a record deal we used to trade shows off and we would go in their direction in Massachusetts where they had a bigger following and we would open up for them and they would come over to western Massachusetts where we had the bigger following and they'd open up for us and and we did that for each other all the way up through getting both of us getting record deals Mm -hmm. But it seems like, you know, this the 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 crossover with the country. I'll get back to the country thing in a second, because uh, my question, I guess, would be, you know, what you did in the country music scene and you put out some really good music, like great songs. You really did. I enjoyed it. I remember sitting there having uh, playing poker with some buddies and uh, he put on your stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, of course, I had to be the guys like, yeah, I've met Aaron before. <laughs> it's like, that guy's like, good guy. You know, that kind of thing. But uh, did any of that time in that genre of music help you with this new album? It's two. It's always been two very different processes. Um, the country thing is. is kind of an anomaly where. I think the most time I've spent on recording one of those country records was 36 hours. Mm. I think the last record was 18 hours. So it's like, nail it, move on. Half of my country records, the vocals are scratch tracks. I never even went back and redid the vocals because mm. they were they were fine. They didn't need to be redone. So I've, I guess I've learned that less is more. That's a life lesson. That's not just a music lesson. That's a life lesson, right? <laughs> I guess the inspiring thing about this this new record is is kind of how it how it happened. You know, most people would assume that 
that extra production value that you hear in there, the, the kind of the programming stuff and everything else, you would assume that that was put on as layering after the fact. And in actuality, that is the skeleton of the song. That's how the songs were written. I got a bunch of ideas. I sat down with my buddy, Paul, who's really good with his computer and with and, and, and doing that stuff. <laughs> and we created time signatures of music that were made out of chopped up pieces of Mike's ideas that he had sent me. And boredom might've been a little bit part of it. You know, the world was locked down at the time. So I, I, took these ideas. I chopped them all up into pieces. I made songs out of them and I sent them back. I said, what do you think? And we exchanged and back and forth and we got everything to a point where, where everybody was happy with the landscape that was laid out. And then everybody went in and did all their stuff live over what me and my buddy had created with programming. Right. So all that programming stuff that you hear in there, that's actually the skeletal structure of the song and not the other way around huh. as one would assume that it would be. Yeah, I think maybe for the average fan, they're going, well, when Stain records an album, there's a A and there's a B and there's a C. They just take out the B, keep the A and the C and replace the B with something new every time. But that's not how that works. We had Mike on, and we, like for Lois and me, for the original um, single that was released off of Confessions of the Fall. And I had asked him, I said, you know, like how does, you know, taking a hiatus from, you know, the band, I mean, the primary, Aaron's goes and does his thing. You have your side projects doing your thing to keep you busy and doing whatnot. I was like, how does that connection happen? Who texts to? Not that there was any heat there. But who texts you? And he kind of told the same story about sending the music back and forth, and it just developed. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a very very different way for us as Stained to have approached it. Mm -hmm. What is it that you missed most about being around the Stained culture? You know, we all have groups of friends and projects or side jobs, different jobs. What is it that you missed over the past tenish years from it? That entire circle of fans. I'm not circle of fans, circle of friends. You know, all of my friends that I have, that I toured with for all, all those years and, and uh, our paths don't cross anymore. Mm. You know, there's, there's, there's no, they, they just don't, you know, the big festivals that we're going to be playing next year and things of that nature, that will, that will be very enjoyable for me because I'll get to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time. Are you just going to go from bus to bus and knock on doors and be like, hey, it's Aaron. I'm seeing you in a while. What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> it's sort of, sort of. I just hopped from, from backstage encampment to backstage encampment. So next year, you know, you mentioned the festivals and stuff like that. Uh, get, just getting off the road with Godsmack, which is, which is, I uh, love those guys in Godsmack as, as well. What a great lineup there. But the festival stuff that you'll be doing next year and then planning a, stained headlining tour i'm assuming uh possibly to go along with that uh yes we will be out to play big festivals and possibly a headlining tour next year okay excellent uh looking forward to seeing that and confessions of the fallen again going back to the beginning of this conversation for those that are listening or watching this here and now 
I promise you, is one of the most powerful songs that you will ever hear, ever. It is such an amazing song, and it's so great to see a band like Stain, who's done it for so long, a certain way, still have the same passion that you guys have put into this album. So thank you from a fan's perspective for that. My pleasure. Thank you, man. All right, Aaron. We'll talk to you soon, and best of luck, and hopefully we'll see you soon. All right, man? All right, thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. I think tomorrow morning, roughly around 7 a.m., we'll do the WWE cut a promo. So if you're looking for tickets for this Friday's WWE SmackDown at the Golden One Center, then you will have to be able to cut a promo on anything, anybody, anywhere, any place. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> well, no, 7 a.m. is the time. <laughs> At 7 a.m. tomorrow. The shortened version, for those that aren't, aren't in the know, like the gentleman that called earlier, goes something like this. Oh, yeah. I'm about to cut a promo on Bailey's Candy ass you're running a muck around here and we're not putting up with you anymore bailey so come have your ass in a place to be and i'm gonna lay the smack down on you brother oh yeah all right you've done this three times it's the same promo every Mm -hmm. time yeah 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 that's my promo yeah but can't you 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 gotta gotta mix it up you gotta change it you keep putting me on the spot i just have to go with what i know so they know how it goes it's called improv that's why you collect the check every two weeks okay i mean you just got to be able to you know do something different but that's the gist of it Mm -hmm. you know so if you're interested uh you can either drop us a note on social media listen to the bs and we can call you and set you up for tomorrow super serving you or just call tomorrow about 6 50 a.m for your chance to win the biggest news in the NFL, actually all of football this weekend, wasn't uh, the crushing of the Denver Broncos by the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. It wasn't that Usher will be performing at the halftime show. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It was about Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> being at the Kansas City Chiefs game. And I got to tell you, I love it. She's a deal. I love everything about this story because everybody wants to hate on it. Yeah. And I think it is so cool. Like, I, it's just, it's a fun, happy story. You know, and there's a lot. If I heard another announcer yesterday use the blank space joke, the dude on the uh, red zone used it three times. I'm like, you've got to come up with another joke. You're more creative than this. And also, she's got a huge catalog. Like, get right. into it. Yeah. Do something else. You know, even if you want to steal my joke, I said, I, I uh, tweeted last night, I said, you know that it's official. No longer, or it's no longer Facebook official, but you know it's Taylor Swift official if Travis Kelsey changes his jersey number from 87 to 89. Oh. <laughs> Can they do that, though? Can they just change sure. their numbers when they want? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, sure. And there's like a jobber that has 89, so he could totally take that. Yeah. That's, that's, the, I hope to God the Kansas City Chiefs are one designing a Swift 89 jersey. Right. To sell. And two, that Travis Kelsey gets a cut for that. If he even goes to a charity. Because this is this the craze behind this couple is is a lot of fun, actually. I mean, is it the yes. couple or is it just because it's Taylor Swift? 
Well, you could say the same thing about Travis Kelsey. Football fans uh-huh, go nuts for Kelsey. For yeah, I mean Kelsey's going to be a bigger deal to a diehard Chiefs fan than Taylor Swift is. Yeah. Okay. Hands down, without a doubt. That's why you got the best of both worlds. You got mm-hmm. salty and you got sweet. Yes. You know. So, and if she doesn't make an appearance, especially if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl during this halftime show, then uh, they just missed out on a huge opportunity. I think, even though she's turned down the Super Bowl like twice. Yeah. I think she's turned it down twice. I don't know why. I think actually has a lot to do with her not being able to allowed to sing. Yeah, because everything's already recorded. Yeah, they don't they don't allow these people to sing. So oh, she doesn't like lip sync. Right, she doesn't want to lip sync. Usher obviously does not have a problem with it. No. So yeah, I mean, because that's his deal, right? That's he all he does. He lip syncs anyways. The performance he's doing out in Vegas, he roller skates. There's no way he can sing and <laughs> roller skate. Yes, he can. Don't you talk no, about Usher can't. like that? No, he can't. Usher baby. So uh, thanks. It, it, most of the stories will say Apple Music has picked the halftime show for this year's Super Bowl. That's not the case. Jay-Z has picked the halftime performer mm. for this year's Super Bowl. Oh. He's in charge of picking the performers. Is this a every year thing now? Yeah, now. Okay. I think for since last year. Okay. What's his uh, deal? Rocka, Rockef- Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller. And it's crazy. He's got the word rock and the name of it, and there's like zero rock that's being... So anyway, Usher is going to be the Super Time halftime sh- uh, Super Bowl halftime show. You know, easy to hate on it. I get it. No one's ever happy with the halftime show. I mean, I'm not a fan of Usher, but I know that he's got fans out there. What I what I think people need to do is one, find something else to complain about first, and two, reserve your complaints until after the show. Right after you see it, Usher's an amazing performer, and I definitely think they're going to have guests that's going to come out. And perform as well. I don't think it's just going to be Usher. Even if it is, it's still, it's still going to be a good show. I hope not. I hope he has guests. Now. He's kind of a guest type of guy. Yeah, he oh, is. Yeah, he's worked yeah. with everybody. I would hope that he would bring out the rest of the cast of um, She's All That with Freddie Prince Jr. And everybody. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know the movie, yes. You know he's in it, right? I know he's in it, but I mean, they don't sing. Yeah, well, they can sing. Okay. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. can hit a. A note. You're going to see Lil John for sure will be a part of this halftime oh, show. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt One that. of Usher's biggest songs is... God yeah. Almighty, what is that on your neck? Oh, yeah, right? Jesus. I was trying to pop it. Is dude. there an alien trying to get out? It's like a goiter. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Like, it's like... Nelson, baby man got a goiter. Baby man goiting over yeah. here, baby. Look at this thing. Well, can oh. they can they please you know, have artists that span different genres? That's what, again, my run on the halftime show is you cannot just have one artist from one genre. You have to have artists from numerous genres to make the perfect Super Bowl halftime show. Agreed. Uh, Two different things also. I think there should be rules in place. One is that you should not have an artist perform that's not from the city the Super Bowl is taking place in. Okay. So this year is Vegas. Mm -hmm. Usher not from Vegas. No, he's not, but he's doing a residency there. Probably a lot of the reason why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's already there. there yeah, because yeah. he's already there. Mm-hmm. Nobody else wanted to travel, so he's already there. So that's probably. But anyway, he's not from there. You should have. There's plenty of artists, you know, or even do a Vegas theme type of halftime show to showcase the city. I think it should showcase the city more. Two, the other rule for my Super Bowl halftime show is that if it's if it can't be played during a game, then it sure the hell shouldn't take up an entire halftime. Meaning that if you're not on the in-game get-hyped playlist, then you shouldn't be performing at halftime. 
Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Well, well how I mean, does that expound across all the genres then? Because some of, some of the genres, I don't think they have music that'll be played for hype music. Oh, absolutely incorrect. There, the playlist is totally changed from, I mean, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, and in, in some cases, it it leans one way too much. Like going to a Falcons game, uh-huh. it is all rap music for sure. Mm-hmm. Bleeds my ears. Right. Even when I was in Jacksonville for a game some years ago, all rap music bleeds mm-hmm. my ears. But if you have the, you know, the the really good in-game playlist of a little rock, a little rap, mm-hmm. a little country, a little top 40, and you mix it all together, one of those artists are now allowed to play in the in the Super Bowl halftime show. Usher is not on that playlist. He's got uh, no hype music. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee the yeah, one with Lil John would be there. Music. What's up? A Town Down, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that one would be it. Yeah, yeah. sure, okay. Mm-hmm. They actually, the Falcons games, they, they play that. So that's mm-hmm. why I would yeah. think that Little John will come out. That could also mean that we could see Ludacris because Ludacris is featured on there. We yep. could see Will I Am come out because he's got a big song with Will I Am. We could see Pitbull be a part of this because DJ's got us falling in love tonight is one of his biggest songs, and that's featuring Pitbull. Okay, can you give me something in the rock genre? I don't know who's Please. collabed with rock. I don't know who we would have collabed with. He didn't collab with anybody. That I can't I know think of anybody rock. in the rock. So who do you throw yeah. in with this guy? Hmm. I'm trying to think of who's like a rock party band. The problem is the Beastie Boys, are, you know, Old Boy's Dead. Yeah. Like Beastie Boys would go really well with this, I think. Um, you could bring like way outside. You go go way outside. You could go with what Bailey says, and it should be somebody from the city, and then you could easily bring the killers in. Well, I looked up for no, artists. No, Imagine from Dragons. Games. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, that would probably be better. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see any uh, artists that's from Vegas. Let's go Limp Bizkit. Imagine Dragons, Killers. Those are both artists from Vegas. Oh, they didn't come up on the list I pulled up. <laughs> yeah, both. You bring Donnie and Marie from their residency. <laughs> I would like to see that. Well, at this point, you might as well have a Beatles show up, have Paul McCartney come out since they got love. The love show is out there with the Cirque du Soleil. There you go. Bring out Paul McCartney. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Paul McCartney. You know, Dolly Parton. Who could be Dolly? You know, I wouldn't mind see Dolly Parton out there with her rock album. <laughs> I don't think Dolly goes with Usher, though. Dolly? No, no, no. It's not Dolly doesn't go with Usher. Usher doesn't go with Dolly. <laughs> yeah, but he's Let's the get one that who's straight. headlining the Super Bowl, so that's what I'm saying. Hey, Dolly goes well with everyone. Oh, yeah. Amen. Dolly's a national treasure. Put Dolly out there with uh, just, you imagine Dolly, Miley, Metallica. Oh, I'm here for it. I so, love Miley Cyrus. So Metallica is still the, when are you going to perform at the Super Bowl? Never. They'll never put Metallica on. They're never going to do it, right? Mm-mm. And the, the governor of Vegas wanted ACDC. I could see ACDC even before Metallica. But I don't think any of these rock bands will, will perform again because they can't play. Yeah. I mean, that rock bands don't lip sync. So they, no. they, they like to use their instruments and stuff. So you have to get kind of like a circusy act, like a, t- a pop act uh-huh. that does the dancing and the roller skates. Mm-hmm. The roller skates, right. You know, all that goofy will stuff. Will that be a prop bet? Does, will Usher have roller skates at the Super Bowl? I don't know. If it is, I'd take it. Yeah, look, go on to Bovado. Start seeing what the prop bets are right <laughs> now. All right. Uh, third round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you why a man shot at a ghost and where a missing relic was found. All right. Two big stories from today. Get you learned a little bit. And then if all goes well, we will talk to... A Ted Bundy survivor. Wild. Which is crazy. Kathy Kleiner. She's got a new book out. And another keyword for the Disney promotion 
uh, and the trip to Hawaii. All right, get your headlines here next. Thank you. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Third round of headlines, Nikki D. A man left his house to fake intruders, H5. Separate shooting happened hours later, and it was on the same street. Police say Waylene Joseph was drunk, shooting a gun outside his home there on 15th Street. According to a lease from the Simi Valley Police Department, officers responded to a suspicious incident regarding a man who they <laughs> pulled up and he's hiding in the bushes. The reason why they were called is because gunshots had been fired off in the neighborhood and the neighbors called the cops. He rung their doorbell and then hid in their bushes. So when they finally got down to the bottom of this, he thought that there was an intruder in his home and that's who he was shooting at. Turns out that he was just drunk, imagining things, and there was nobody in his house. Do you imagine things when you're drunk? That you don't usually I didn't do that think so. <laughs> under the influence of alcohol. I thought that was more like drugs that make you see things that aren't yeah. there, they're like a psychedelic. Right, yeah. right. But no, even a meth you would you could hallucinate on. I oh, think, really? I think he screwed up on his uh, his excuse. Right, right. I just, I just got to tell him I'm drunk. Not that I'm on qua- quaaludes or <laughs> whatever. Just mushrooms. Like they've almost been decriminalized here in California. So what happened to the guy who shot? He died. He didn't shoot anybody. He was just shooting like around in his house and out in the neighborhood. Luckily, nobody was shot. He didn't kill anybody, but he just went to jail for God, it. God, that's nuts. It's got to be like certain a certain neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It just can't be. No, you'd be surprised, though. Some of these nice cookie-cutter type neighborhoods, you got some crazy people living in these nice houses. Take the story where they're in this suburban neighborhood, uh, half-million-dollar homes, and this little kid falls out the window, runs down the street. The parent had 13 kids in their house chained up and had been starving them uh-huh. their whole lives. Yeah. Really? So yes. you never know. That's what I was, when we first, I was first living with you, I was suspicious of your neighbors. I wasn't sure <laughs> if, you know what I'm saying, they had some going on with their kids. Supposedly, there's this guy in the neighborhood that's like the most hated guy in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And instant heat with anyone that comes in contact with them. I mean, it's like escalates. I mean, it's some big to do. Like there's cer- be on the ID channel. There's certain people <laughs> in the neighborhood that if they even come in proximity of each other, they start fighting. Dang. That's how bad this guy has got heat in the neighborhood. There's not one person that's told me a positive story. So I'm trying to find him because I want to. I want to see. <laughs> well, you want to have heat with him too? No, I don't want to have heat. I just want to feel it. I want to know why this guy has heat <laughs> with somebody because, like, brother. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I feel your pain. So I became friends with his neighbors, uh-huh. his neighbor. Yeah. And we went over there Saturday night to have drinks. Uh-huh. And I purposely, like, as we were leaving, stood outside the house, talked loudly. To, to catch the, beef? To see if the guy you would come out. just want to be involved in something. I just want to see what the, what the deal is with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Second story. Preparing for an auction landed four friends a big fine. H6. Could it be? After centuries of mystery and intrigue, has the enigmatic Oak Island treasure finally been found? I had to use that clip because I love Oak Island. <laughs> it sounds so mysterious, but there has been something mysteriously found, and that is a missing Star Wars relic. Four friends were cleaning out a box in a garage, mm. uncovered the box, and out comes a piece of Star Wars history. It's going to go up on the chopping block to be bidded, at $400,000. It's from, uh, it's called the X-Wing model. It's from one of the Star Wars movies. Whoa, like from, like from the original? Yeah, it's an original piece. Wow. Yeah, tell me, tell cool me more. would that be? Tell me more about this X-Wing thing. What does it, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it looks like I have a picture of it pulled up here. It looks like a plane. Uh-huh. It has a red nose thing on it and some, I guess, gun things attached to it. Yeah, it's a it's so Skywalker's space. Yeah, yeah like yeah, his spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just spaceship. messing with it. Yeah. But so like the, 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 the first Star Wars, you know, they uh, there was no CGI. No. So they were all models. That's what this is. It's one of the original models. Well, so the way that they would shoot things was very basic, you know, kind of like what we Maybe you do on your iPhone. Uh-huh. Even, but even the cameras weren't as good as your iPhone. No. So they would literally be playing with these toys. On a stick. On a stick, yeah. And they would they would have like Jabba, even Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt, if you if you see how it was built, they've got numerous people, like they're driving a tank, working his arms. and ooh. People make fun of Star Wars, but what they don't realize is most of today's CGI is we have because of the company that Lucas made. It's called Industrial Lights and Magic. Okay. And that was made by George Lucas specifically for Star Wars. He created this company, and then it went on to define what technology looked like throughout the rest of the industry. Like the stuff was on strings. Uh-huh. <laughs> like- so like that X-Wing is Cool, and yeah. it's not just Star Wars stuff that's going to be in this auction. Some Star Trek stuff is no, going to be in there cares. as well. Yeah, you don't have to mention that. Nobody cares. Oh, nobody cares. Beam William up, Shatner's Scotty. Captain Kirk hairpiece is going to be in this auction. I thought that was pretty cool. Nobody cares. It's no X It's no X Wing flag. All right, what about <laughs> Lieutenant Carol Palamas? Her uniform. Nobody cares about her either. What you do? You care? You couldn't even say her name. Yeah, it says. Who is it? She's from Star Trek. She, she no, has nobody that cares. blue. I just um, told you, nobody cares about Star Trek. Dress outfit. No, nobody cares. It's pretty popular. There's a, I saw, uh, I saw. <laughs> I'm a pretty big Star Trek nerd as well, and I don't know that, who that is who you're talking about. I saw on Instagram, there's a company here locally, I think, that makes uh, droids, like the Star Wars. Droids. Oh, that's cool. They were, they were doing some kind of festival. It was really, really neat. Anyway, uh, her name is Kathy Kleiner. She has got uh, uh, her memoir. A Light in the Dark, Surviving More Than Ted Bundy. Now, if you know anything about the serial killer, Ted Bundy, you know that in 1978, that was when he snuck into the Chi Omega sorority, uh, sorority house at Florida State and just started murdering people. She was in that house. She was one of the ones that survived an attack from Ted Bundy on that house. But that's not the only thing she survived, not just Ted Bundy, hence the title of the memoir. So if all goes well, we'll talk to Kathy Kleiner here when we get back. Hang on. 98 Rock, sending you to a tropical paradise at Disney's Alani Resort. And your next keyword is vacation. V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N. Vacation. Take that to KRXQ.net and register for your chance to win. This is a trip for four to Hawaii to stay at Disney's Alani Resort. Yet another week of keywords, uh, 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. Those are the times that you listen for, you put up with us, and you get a chance for a round trip. Airfare, of course, thanks to Southwest, uh, headed into uh, Honolulu. Voucher for four, round trip ground transportation. Room accommodations, that's four nights at Disney's Alani Resort. And a $200 resort credit. All for just listening to 98 Rock. That's all you have to do. And make sure you go to the website because some of you are texting it in. That's not going to get you the keyword. Now, why would you do that? Why would I do what? Why would they text it in? I've been very oh. clear about these rules. Because sometimes people get a little confused. I just want to make sure that the How can you possibly be confused? <laughs>
I've been saying for over a week now, carexq.net. .net, that's what you have to do. What the hell is wrong with you people? It's very, very simple instructions. You know, the text machine is getting them text in, so I want to make sure everybody gets their entries in. Jeez, silly. You guys are silly. <laughs> Sometimes, follow directions. Remember when you were a kid, you had to follow directions? Mm-hmm. Just follow listen. the leader. This is what the guy says, all right? carexq.net, and this keyword uh, for this hour is vacation. Again, for those that are... A little bit, uh, well, people like Nikki. V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N, those who can't spell well. I can oh. spell well. I may not always pronounce things correctly, but I can hmm. spell it. Nimchucks. Numchucks. Numchucks. Hmm. What was the other one today? Num- Query. Because I didn't spell it wrong, I pronounced it wrong. Yeah. Nelson's very smart over there. He's the one that corrects you each and every time. Corey. Because Corey. Nelson is like a, a super genius. He knows a lot of things. He oh, is. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Is he, he's like really, really smart. Nelson yeah, but is I'm also, smart. But common sense, he's an idiot. Yeah, really dumb. I'm the I'm the dumbest smart guy you've ever met. You're you're the you're the definition of somebody on the spectrum. Yeah, I, I've tested. I'm not on it, though. Right. Well, now I think your doctor's, <laughs> I think your doctor's wrong, to be quite honest with you. Doc's off. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the BS. Thanks for listening. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. We are hopefully... We'll get Kathy Kleiner on. She's got this new memo. I mean, talk to a person that survived Ted Bundy. That's pretty cool. Right. So when you're waiting for these guests to call in, you do it live. Sometimes they're late. Sometimes they're early. Sometimes they don't call. One way or the other, hopefully that'll happen. Did you know, um, so we were talking about the Usher doing the Super Bowl mm-hmm. halftime, this uh, this upcoming Super Bowl, uh, whatnot. And then the biggest news was Taylor Swift at the, at the Chiefs game. Right. Because she's allegedly dating... Uh, Travis Kelsey, and you know, there's video footage of them walking down. Right. So afterwards, they they leave in a convertible, and the story goes supposedly that they go to this sushi place, this really good sushi place, like the best in Kansas City, and he rents out the entire restaurant, so they're not bothered. There was actually people there eating, having a party, eating their food, and the owners came up and said, "Hey, we're really sorry about this. We got a last minute." We've got to shut down. There's a hard close at 8. You've got to be done. But what we'll do is we'll take your food, and you can go downstairs. I guess there's not the basement, but like another part, uh-huh. of the, part of the restaurant. And they picked up the tab. Okay. I was or, about to say, they better oh. have done something nice for those people. Or that would have been such a jerk move. Or Travis Kelsey picked up the tab. One, right. of, the, one, right. one of the two. But isn't there another – is there something else that you – I mean, I know you've got the money to do it. To rent out an entire restaurant, I, I mean, I don't even know what that would cost. What do you think? Well, a fancy place like that. It well, sounds like a fancy you place. You would think it would have to be what an average, average Sunday night would be for them. Right. So an average table, let's just say it's $200. Yeah. All right. Let's say you've got 10 tables. You've got, that's $2,000. What do you... In and out about 30 minutes. I know, but you're talking about, like, yeah, how long is he renting this thing for? Because if he's renting this restaurant for three hours, then you're talking about table service for three hours. He'd probably have to drop about 40, 50 grand. Oh, for sure. Easily. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it because you got to think about it. Taylor Swift is, is a big deal. I know you guys said he is, too, for football uh, fans, but Taylor Swift is a big deal for anybody and everybody. So to have somewhere where you know that people aren't going to be coming up and bothering you, that makes sense. But okay, so I get it for that angle. But like, is she more or less impressed if you go like something really scaled down? Where are we going tonight? Mom's making her pot roast. 
We're going back to her house. You know what I mean? Right. Like No, they're newly dating. When you're newly dating, you want to pull out all the stops to be impressive. Once you are at once you're out of that little phase, okay, you go to mom's house and eat pot roast. But when you're in the thick of things, like y'all are making headline news. Yeah. You gotta pull out all the stops. Yeah, what do you I, think? I, I think you throw the curveball. And you go back to mom's house and you have pot roast. Because how do you impress the ri- one of the richest women in music? You dumb it down. Right. You, right. It, I think it's the, like you said, Bailey, the throw the curveball. It's the, it's the no-sell oversell. Uh-huh. I don't care how rich she is. If a man rents out an entire restaurant for you, you're going to be impressed if you are a woman. I don't care who you are. Yeah, but here's the thing. She could buy the restaurant fifteen times <laughs> right. over. It's the effort that she she is impressed by, not the amount of money. It was the effort, the fact that he thought to do that for her. Well, I'm sure a lot of guys have thought to do that before. But could they? But did but they, they financially can't. Exactly. But the effort to take her back to mom's pot roast, and she just been hanging out with mom all day long. Exactly. He wants a long time. He doesn't want to be hanging out with his mom. Well, that's when you go out on the porch afterwards. No. And say, hey, let's step outside by the fire pit and do some s'mores. If you had the means, you take a girl back to your mom's house instead of impressing her by renting out a restaurant. Well, but he's not Travis Kelsey. Well, it doesn't matter. He's a well, man. We're talking about man-woman perspective here. Uh, mom, last 17 years prior? or mom Your now? mom's house oh. she lives in right now. <laughs> right? No. No. <laughs> No, no, no. I think exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want to take her as a mom. I don't know if I could rent out a, an entire restaurant. I don't think I have the funds for that, but <laughs> I could probably reserve a park bench, <laughs> which will do just fine. <laughs> I could make reservations <laughs> and possibly glad hand the concierge. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, there you have it. Travis <laughs> Kelsey worth thirty million dollars. Taylor Swift north of six hundred. You see what I'm saying? So she's not impressed by his money. She's impressed by his effort. Oh, so so it's not even about the money when you no. rent out a restaurant. Mm-mm. It's just like, oh, my God, that's you bought me 12 Clydesdales. Right. <laughs> you are the sweetest. <laughs> How did you know I am a sucker for a good Clydesdale? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He could DoorDash her lunch, and she would be impressed with him. You just bought me DoorDash? Yeah. And changed it to Swifty Dash? <laughs> bought the company. You're so sweet. <laughs> and everything is now delivered on Clydesdales? <laughs> so many Clydesdales. All right, here you go. Hypothetical, Nelson. Mm-hmm. I guess this uh, chick's not calling. But anyway, hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Who was your crush? Who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush. Um, just quick, quick, like a like a Scarlett Johansson. Okay, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. So an opportunity pops up. Uh-huh. Scarlett Johansson is green lighting a night out with the Nelly Belly. Okay, all right, baby man, baby man, making it. But you know you've got to pull something like this off, mm-hmm. and we all know you don't even have the gas to get there to ask him. Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> but you have to pull something off. Yeah, like this. Uh-huh. I mean, this is Sweet Home Alabama walking to Tiffany's. Take your pick. Uh huh. You've got to do something. Like, at least you think you have to do something. Sure. What do you do? Ooh. I just, I think I just keep banging the the Trudies that I have. 
No, <laughs> so I had an idea. For thanks you. for the opportunity. Yeah, I just give up. I but, think immediately I just give up. But I'm going to stay on the first floor. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, <laughs> this is where you have to try to pull out your little radio perks, even though we don't got much what right perks? now. But look, hear me out. All right, the guy at radio perks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The guy at Granite that you made that like little connection okay. with. You go back, you chop it up with him. Like, hey, I got this amazing opportunity with this celebrity. Don't have any money, but. You let me rent out this restaurant, oh. do me little tarbuff wing things. I'll shout you out in the radio. I was gonna say, uh, don't Come try on. to don't try to take her for the ten dollar beers at the, the <laughs> festival. That's not gonna that's not gonna impress you. Like, hey, look, I got a hookup. Put these headphones on. We'll uh. dance to music no one can hear. Get her with some tarbuff wings. He'll oh easily close God. that down for no, you. No, no, but you've got to go balls to the wall. Like you've got to go. That's not gonna work. That's. You're trying to make it fit within Nelson. My budget. Right, right. his budget. He's got, I'm, what I'm saying is he's got to do it well outside of his budget. How does he get there? I'd have to rob a bank. You would. Like, I would have, or an armored car. And have a date with her in jail. But would you? No. You would not. <laughs> no. One, one shot, pretty much a sure thing. Guaranteed? Almost guaranteed. Yeah, 99%. No. Oh, now 99 but you you've, fall point one. But you're gonna have to. You're you gonna have to <laughs> Nelson's luck. He's gonna be that yeah. point one. Right, it's not a sure thing. But you can't just take her to the the Charbuff wing place. You have to rent it out. Oh yeah. Well, see, what I would do is I would call up my my guy Dave, who came and did my breaks, and then I would have her, him be the one that picked her up. You know, I send someone to come get you, oh. and so he would show up in his uh, like '97 Ford Explorer that he has. And then he would put her in the back there, and, and we would have <laughs> he would have maybe some rose petals laid out. You've got to watch the movie "Say Anything" with Eric Stoltz. Oh yes, like, say th- anything. That's that's the perfect example for a single guy on a budget mm-hmm. that is looking to do something. Now I don't know if that stuff works anymore. Like it kind of died out for even Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Like the wooing mm-hmm. is not really a thing. Unfortunately, women. Younger women, I don't think, want to be wooed. I remember no. when I was going on a run of 20-year-olds when I was in my 30s after my first divorce. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, okay, well, you know, I've got a little cash in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now that guy, you know? I'm like <laughs> borderline, can't go to the certain bars anymore. And, right. But I've got money in my pocket. They're with me so I can... You know, I could, they didn't want any of that stuff. It's a different type of wooing now. They don't want the flowers and no. champagne on the beach like corny. They want to be flued out, the new women do. Flued? Yeah, they want to be flued out. What, what the hell does them. that mean? They want you to put them on a plane and fly COVID? them somewhere. Flown? Flown? No, they call it flued out. Flued. Really, Nelson? I'm going to take your, your little card you're trying to collect over there. What it, your black card. Who, I've never heard that term. Oh, it's a term you took that my black women card away from, it away from you. Yeah, so oh, so it's, it's a black thing. Black you just said that. Necessarily, I've I mean, never heard flute. Should know that. That's not proper sure. English. Mm. It's not proper mm. English, but it's a term that the girls use. The Instagram model, the Instagram famous chicks. That's the term. So they want you to fly them somewhere fancy on a vacation. They call it being flued out, and that's the new wooing for women. That's that's a gold digger. Yeah, or call them what you want to call them, but it's working that's, for them. That's what it is. You know. Well, if they're yeah, well, I, mean, I guess with the guy, if they're gonna, good looking, they're willing. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. men fly women out just to hang out with them, and it's not a gold digging thing. No. It happens. No, 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 no. Call those guys no. desperate. No, 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 there is no guy that's flying a woman from point A to point B if he doesn't know the end result. If so, you're an idiot. Uh-huh. 
That's the stupidest guy. There is not one guy with common sense. I don't Taking care a chance. How yeah. much money? You are not flying a woman or even a guy yeah. if you're the, you know, if you're on the other side of this. Unless you know what the end result is. If I fly a guy out here and he doesn't put out, we definitely have problems. That's oh, please. Normally, putting out is, is an option. But there are stories where women have been stranded because the men had that expectation and they didn't want to sleep with them. Well, that's Yeah, that's on them. No, it's not. Absolutely. You know what you're getting yourself into. You can fly I, me out and I not do things with you. The guy I used to work with, his dad. That's why you, that's why you get a layover. And then when they <laughs> land in Salt Lake City, you go... Just want to confirm this is going to be happening tonight. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I signed up on. Well, enjoy Oops. Salt Lake City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> Let the Mor- tell the Mormons I said hello. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. My neighbor texts me a lot, but... <laughs> In particular, <laughs> Lee, yesterday, <laughs> there was a a run of texts, and she was sharing her um, uh, her trip to San Francisco. And she went over there for a reason, because there is this festival mm-hmm. that takes place. Oh, no. Your neighbor went to that? I get. I, do you know anything about? It? I don't know yeah, anything. Yeah, the about guy it. called in and told us about it. Yes, not the guy called in. The balloon guy told us about uh-huh. it, didn't he? Yeah. Uh huh. You don't remember that when we had the balloon guy on? That and was real boss. About it? Oh, oh, that's who he is. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah, he's the one who told us about it. Okay, it's like some sex festival. Yes. Yeah. Like oh, people... I didn't know she was going. Well, well I don't think she... she. I don't think she was participating. Oh, maybe well, she was. It's called the Folsom Street Fair. What is but it called? It's, it's called the Folsom Street Fair, but it's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And what's the purpose? Sex, <laughs> like BDSM and like sex. Yeah, it's, well, like it's like imagine uh, imagine what like people think that like what like rednecks think pride parades are. You know what I mean? But all sexes, like everybody's there. It's not just gay people. It's straight people. It's people that like to get tied up. It's people that are wearing like. Leather straps and like that's all they're wearing and dog collars are and the furries like, there too. I'm sure the furries are there. Yes, it's like full on like debauchery in the streets of San Francisco. So she sends me a video. Yeah, it's in the streets. Yeah, how does that happen? I don't know. Like there they was do this it every year, and it's not. Listen, it's not all models. There are some hot people that go there. No, but it's a lot of people that look like me. Regular Smith. Yeah, no. extra regular. <laughs> no, this this woman. How big? Well, it's not a matter how big. It's like she's melting. <laughs> and. Oh, there'd be some. But she's like, her boobs are out in the middle. It's wearing like this chain outfit. Yep. She's probably in her 70s. And just these, you know, saggy locks. Uh-huh. I mean, just sitting there drooping. And I'm going, you know, I, I hate saying things like this out loud because you sound like the get off my get off my lawn guy. But, like, what if, the, is there, like, kids nearby? I mean, how do you do this out in the public? There's no way you can get a permit for it. What is, and what's the purpose of it? I still don't understand what the purpose is. It's just like any other festival, I think, that they're having in this area where people are just coming out and 
quote unquote celebrating. So maybe this one's them celebrating what they like to do, which the BDSM stuff is like a community of people. People are into this. So they're exchanging their ideas. They're probably having different type of shows and doing demonstrations because the way the balloon guy um, teed it up for us was like, this is a very big thing that they do every year. Some of the stuff that goes on there, quote unquote, they it's like a behind the scenes thing. You don't have a permit or whatever for it. Cause he said that people are actually in engaging in sexual encounters at this uh, festival. But, but you can be proud of whatever it is that you're into and that's all well and good. But you know, if it's, if you can't do stuff like that out in public, Apparently like I, you can't, it's, it's there's, I mean, that's Bay area is really screwed up. If, if, if that's the case, I mean, like, you know, the, well, how did your neighbor explain it to you? Like, why did she go? She went because I guess after all these years, she had known about it mm-hmm. and she was curious. At least that's what she said. The balloon guy made her curious. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, she sent me video of this stuff. Folsom Street is committed to cultivating a safe, open and inclusive environment for the kink, leather and alternative sexuality communities. While centering on equity for black, indigenous, and people of color, they say they call that BIPOC. You might see that as B-I-P-O-C as an acronym. That was Tupac's twin brother. BIPOC. And the LGBTQIA plus community. You can't be inclusive when you kind of interfere in other people's lives. You know, is it, you know what I mean? It uh-huh. Kind of offsets each other. Like, inclusive is... Including everybody. everyone, just can't include kids in this. Hold on, everyone that wants to be included. Uh huh. All right, not the people that don't want to be included, but when you invade other people's space, that's what, like when are we going to learn? That's when people have a problem. Mm-hmm. Is when you start invading their personal space. Yeah, and that's that's the issue. It's like your eyes. You know, if you disagree with someone because you just don't believe in it, right? You have every right to do that. Mm-hmm. But now, if you say it out loud, or even asked, and you say it out loud, you're the bad guy. You're the bad guy. People are gonna come after you. You're, they want to cancel you. It's it's ridiculous. That drives me up a wall. But this this is what people are into. That BDSM. It's not my thing. Um, ugh. Stomping people in the street. No, 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 no. What is that? <laughs> They're just hanging out. Just like, what made her think that that was a good outfit? It's it's like she's like a little she's like a little freaky little house in the prairie lady. Well, yeah. I found out even going to this rave that me and Nelson went to. People when they are gathering for a certain events, it's a dress code for mm-hmm. these events. So the Beyonce concert had a dress code this year. Everybody you saw going to this concert had on something silver, shiny, glittery. Like, it's just what it is. So for them, that's their theme, BDSM, bondage. Those are ropes around her. Yeah, I understand that, but you can't wear that. Like, if I were walking down the street or if I was visiting, you know, the Bay and I was, I had no idea that this was going on and I ran into that, I'd be, you know, I had a young kid, you know, I'd be really ir- yeah. irritated with that. I well, can't. I can't understand how any of that was able to take place like right in the middle of the street. Like the Burning Sands Festival we talked about, that's out in the middle of nowhere. That kind of makes sense. But in the middle of the street, I don't know. What? It's Burning Man. Oh, Burning, Burning Man, sorry. <laughs> like, the Burning fuck? Sands, maybe she knows. Does she know something we don't know? The Burning <laughs> Sands. <laughs> Burning Sands. Don't go into that. There's a lot of sands. It's like I think of, you know, one life to live. <laughs> like, the hourglass. like burning sands through the hourglass. <laughs> These are the days of our lives. Join host Nikki D as she takes you through the best of 
Yesterday, today's EDM. <laughs> Remove your clothes and penetrate at will. Well, and when when did she when did she pull those out? Okay, so you're talking about the girls. They're completely exposed. They got mm-hmm. some ropes around them. But like, she didn't get out of her car at the McDonald's parking lot or whatever, and then just have that, that out, right? You don't. Know or that. do you think like does she wear a shirt until she gets to Folsom Street and then she and takes, then the takes shirt it off? off? No, that they, makes sense. No, 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 no. She got up in the morning. She goes, "What am I going to wear? Uh, nothing. I'm going to wear this." Skirt that I made myself uh-huh. from material that I got at Hobby Lobby, and I want to take these ropes that used to be on curtains, uh-huh. and I want to wrap them around my breasts, and I'm going to walk down the street. Yeah, it's very strange the the juxtaposition of the fact that she does look like she's like half Mormon I'm gonna, and then half. I'm going to jump. In my, I'm going to jump in my <laughs> moaning. You know nine, what I mean? Mormon freak. I'm gonna jump in my '93 Subaru, and I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to head down to the party and see my friends that I met online. It's just the oddest thing. Weirdos. I'm part I think your neighbor did a little bit more there, too, than she probably told you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet you when you get out there, it's, I mean, I'm sure everybody's very nice, but, you know, you get out there and you might get roped into it. You, know, you like, might. Don't knock it until you try it, right? You know, you might end up in one of those side alleys doing some things you never knew. Right. I mean, we don't hear, we don't hear any. We haven't got any stories today that anything bad happened. Nope. So didn't see one headline. Probably peaceful. I mean, what do I know? I'm just giving you the one side of it. If I was walking out there with my kid, like, how do you get away with it? But it seems like everybody, you know. I would I mean, hope that they wouldn't let kids out there. I would hope there was an injury point where you had to go into this thing and it was carded and ID'd and stuff like that. And then is it like a, a nude beach? Where do you look? You There's, look everywhere. Like, are you allowed to look everywhere? You have to. If I'm going to walk outside with my breasts completely exposed, uh-huh. how dare I tell you not to look at me? Now, that's ridiculous. Well, if you walk down the street with your breasts exposed, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a person within a mile just because of the proximity of those babies take up. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you're walking down second... You better close off first and third. Oh, please. They're not that big anymore. Big. Sorry. Because the, the building on each side, every single piece of glass is going to be blown out. <laughs> no, they've shrunk and they're not that big anymore. They're still gigantic. I mean, they're buoy-esque. No, they're bigger than I want them to be, but they're not as big Backstreet as Backstreet buoys. To be. That's your boy oh, band there. Good. <laughs> Backstreet back. All right. My breasts are huge. All right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right. Fourth and final round. Can you imagine if this was Nikki D? This is the white Nikki D right here. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. Like, we didn't know what she did, like, on her own time. And my neighbor sends me, goes, this girl looks just like Nikki. And we find out she goes to these things. And she's just got the rack attack out there. <laughs> never. I would never. Look at that. Nikki, I didn't know you were into this kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Do you know how many diamonds I get on my stream? (laughs) I'd get banned. But I'm going to tell you why a gator was shot in a Florida neighborhood and what famous wrestler tied the knot. Oh, the gator story. It is wild. I know a little bit more than what your story has, by the way. All right. For the final round of headlines, get you that here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Go ahead, Nikki. A Florida gator casually strolled around with a body, H7. They put a rope around his neck and then put it on the pulley of a truck, and then it started, they reeling in, but it was starting to pull the truck in the water. 
So the guy, he just like, they're like, yeah, we just got to get it out different way. And they got like this long stick thing and like pulled the head out of the water and then they shot it. They absolutely did shoot the gator. It was a 14 foot long gator. Authorities responded to a call in Largo, which is in the Tampa Bay area, because this guy actually in the uh, audio that you just heard, he's coming home from work and he looks and he sees a gator with what appears to be a human body in his mouth. So he filmed some of it. Then he goes down to the fire department to report it to them. They call the cops. Everybody come down. And indeed, there was parts of this woman's body in the gator's mouth. They later identified her as a 41-year-old homeless woman. Yeah. And they're thinking that she was in camp somewhere near that area. And that's how the gator got to her. Yeah. So whenever I see, you know, stories like this, I'll search the Internet to sort of find, you know, somebody that's close to them or, or whatnot. The best thing to do is you just go to Facebook. See, a lot of times if somebody gets arrested or, or is involved in these, you know, law enforcement will take down their social media immediately. Mm-hmm. In this case, her social media wasn't up, but friends and family were talking about her yeah. doing the thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Her daughter. So, yeah, so I was reading through all of these posts, and I guess this woman, like you said, had been homeless, drug mm-hmm. issues. They tried to... She'd been fined numerous times yep. by city officials, local law enforcement. Hey, you're mm-hmm. trespassing. You got to get out of this area. They told her. They warned her. There are gators. You can't sleep here. They're going to get you. Mm-hmm. She said, and her kids were still like, I think, in the area. Yeah, like she's home. How, how does that work? Like you're, how do you, how are you homeless? But your kids aren't. I was wondering your the kids same aren't. thing. I think it's one of those situations where because she had a drug problem, they probably tried to help her as much as they could. Because her her daughter, who was speaking out, she has children of her own, and they look pretty nice and healthy. And I'm like, why wouldn't her mother stay with her child instead of living outside? But I think her drug problem was a little too much, and it was right. one of those situations where they had to just leave her be. So one were to guess, she's in the park late at night. Passes out, falls asleep, takes a nap, whatever, mm-hmm. sitting there by the water. 14-foot gator. Once that 14-foot gator gets you, that's a 14-foot gator. It almost uh, pulled the truck into the water. Yeah, so a, she was doomed. That's well, one of the bigger bigger gators that you're going to find. Yeah. Well, you figure that she probably had the thought of, uh, if she was thinking at all, well, she doesn't see a lot of people around here, so it's almost safer you know, because other people know to stay away from there. But there's going to be no one messing with her. God, middle of the... I mean, I don't know if this is what happened, but can you just imagine? Middle of the night, you're just sitting there and just out of nowhere. Because that thing grabs you. It grabs you quick. You hope it's quick. You hope that the end is quick. But they're not. No, because the gator, it got to splash you around to try to drown you first. Yeah. And it's biting down at the same time. That's a horrible death. Yeah, gators. It's all, not quick. They, they, they gator roll you. They drown you. And then they rip you apart. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not quick, and nothing about it is cute. Like yeah. with a, with a shark, at least it'll it'll bite you in half. Right. You know, it'll just take you out. Oh. Possibly. I don't but know. I'm that. not gonna lie. I, I would kind of like to see something like that. Jesus. I would. I'm gonna just wow. tell, tell the truth because I'm just so intrigued by it. It's horrible. I don't ever want it to happen to anybody. Lie. I would but watch it too. I, I would watch it. If there was footage of it, I would watch the footage. Let me I tell would. you. Let me tell you. You would not think that if you knew somebody that actually died. No, I would. I just said that. I just said it would be horrible. I wouldn't want yeah. any, that to happen to anybody. But if there was footage, I'd probably watch it. I'm sure there's footage. Nelson can help you out there in the dark web. That's where mm. he finds his Trudies. <laughs> dark yeah. Trudies. Dark web. Dark Trudies. Dark Trudies. <laughs> All right, second story. Hogan gets hitched again. H eight. That's right. Franny came over and said, "Thank you for the drink." And I went, "Who's the blonde?" You know. <laughs> so I spotted Sky and we sat down and we talked. 
And that's Hulk Hogan describing meeting his now third wife, Sky Daly. They recently tied the knot over this weekend. The only people who were present were both of their kids, with the exception of Hulk Hogan's um, child, Brooke, because she couldn't make it on short notice. They just got engaged in July, and they're saying the two just couldn't wait to plan some elaborate wedding. They wanted to get married right now. Good for him. Yeah. You know, he's, they looked happy. The pictures were beautiful. He's got a type. He's yeah. got, right. right. They, all, yes. they all look exactly the same. Right. You know, yeah, they all that blonde, blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, Nelson have a type. Little, well, I, think I do not have a type. Yeah, Nelson's like girls that look like his sister. Oh, no, I thought I you were going to say breathing. No. <laughs> yeah, I do like breathing. He likes girl. girls that look like his sister. No, I do for not. For some reason, I don't know why. No, I do not. You have this thing that my ex-wife looks like my sister, and she doesn't. She does. You and Trudy One said the same thing. You know, I got to be I gotta be honest with you. What? You got a point. Mm-hmm. What think about point? It. Yeah. You I, don't know what my sister looks like. Oh, do I? That's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. You... These women that I've seen you go out with, even your first wife, they all look like, yeah, they could be related to you. Mm-hmm. They look like clones of you without the beard. <laughs> you guys are dumb. We're not dumb. You're, You're just dumb. blind. No. You have like some weird incest thing. No. And my sister didn't get to be the size of those women until later on in life. I'm not talking about your sister's size. I'm talking about her face and her hair. The face? I, I'm not talking about her what, body. White with dark hair? You're I just saying that all white girls look the same? Yeah. I'm saying all the girls you date look like your sister. Your That's sister's, what I'm saying. Your sister's got two arms, right? She does. <laughs> so do the Trudy. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I know I'm right. But every guy's got a type. Not yeah. necessarily a family member. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> you Hopefully stop not putting a family that out member. there. I don't have a, a thing for family members. <laughs> not family members, just your sister. That's a family member. That's the only one. Mm-hmm. Y'all are from the South, okay? I'm I'm from a normal place where we don't bang our sisters. That's not true, You just obviously. go get girls that look like yeah. her. So yeah. you can justify oh. it. That's right. <laughs> That's how that works. Don't That's say right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And for, for women, most of the time, they... I think subconsciously take a guy that looks like their father. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, I date totally opposite of my father. Your father's a handsome man. You should he be so, is very you handsome. Be so lucky but to my be with father a guy look like him. looks exactly like me. We're like twins. I just have hair. I tend to date men of a lighter skin tone. It's just what I'm attracted to. Light skin guys get all the love. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those <laughs> light skin guys. Those, those Saturday night mixers. Oh yeah. Yeah. They get, all the, they get all the chicks. <laughs> and the money that they save without having to go to the tanning bed. You have a dark-skinned brother a chance. You know what I mean? Like, I God. will if he's extremely handsome. He's got to be fine. He's he got to be so just be regular Like smade. Seal. No. <laughs> no, not like Seal. Seal's not Where you can do shots. All. You can do shots off his face. <laughs> Last-minute calls, comments, concerns. Texts on the text machine. So gross. Hello, sister. <laughs> Stop. 916-909-0985. You got something good? If not, we'll get out, roll some credits for a Monday. Hang on. As always, we appreciate a yeah listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Thanks to Kyle. It's funny if you look at the trending stories in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Top stories. Ukraine, El Nino winter, mafia boss dies, Powerball jackpot, 
Yom Kippur, which started yesterday. Oh, poor Yom Kippur. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I knew that was coming up. <laughs> I was waiting be. for where is that falling in the line? <laughs> and they were no, and there were no order, by the way. They were just that's what the top oh. stories are, which is great. I think I love stuff like that. You should you should embrace it. You know you should em- you should embrace the goofiness, the campiness. You know, like sports radio today and sports television. You know, they're either going to embrace it mm. or they're going to try to play the part of it sucks, it's stupid. Right. Talk about football. We're better than this. We're better. Yeah, we're better than you know that kind of stuff. Seems like the announcers are having fun with this though. So the the television announcers, uh-huh. okay, the radio announcers won't know what to do with it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because one, they're not being fed lines. They don't have a teleprompter. Right. Two, they don't know anything outside of sports. Gotcha. So they don't understand how, like, neat this might be. And they said it's making a lot of women tune in now because just they want to have a Taylor Swift sighting. And just like for Usher is the halftime show, it's very easy to hate on it. Look, I'm not a fan of it either uh, but because I, I'm not just not a – I'm indifferent with Usher, right? I don't, I don't care either way. But for a Super Bowl halftime show, I'm like, I'm not interested but what I've learned over the years is that it's too easy just to go, that sucks, before mm-hmm. even knowing anything. Like, if you have any grown-up in you at all, you'll wait to see it. Like, what do you teach your kids, right? Before you come to a, you know, a resolution, a, a solution, a decision, right. feel it out first. Mm-hmm. Give we it tell a try. Them, don't judge a book by its cover. That's you what know, we tell them. You can't say you hate soccer unless you go play soccer. Go play mm-hmm. soccer for a couple months. So uh-huh. you, you don't like it? Okay, we hate soccer. We move on from it. Right. So you kind of have to give it a shot. Uh, you know, a lot of people weren't going to like what they did last year, you know, with Eminem and, and Dre and everybody. It was, I thought, one of the better halftime shows they've had in a very long time. You know? Well, last year was Rihanna, wasn't it? No, I thought no. last year was Dr. Dre. Yeah, Rihanna well, was, was the Dr. year. Dre? Rihanna was the year before, I believe. No, Rihanna was last year because she announced her pregnancy during the halftime show. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Love me some Riri. People hated on her too, but that show wasn't horrible. I thought it was awesome. She did it pregnant. I did mm-hmm. too. <laughs> we were all stunned at the end when we found out she was. No, up your game. Get pregnant and have a kid on stage. Absolutely. Ooh. Well, no, I don't do all that. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes. Dancing pregnant was good enough. Dancing pregnant. Look, that was good enough. And by the way, it looked pretty good pregnant. She did. Yeah, right? I didn't know until the end where the stomach was poking out. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then that's what everybody was talking about during the commercial break was whether or not she was really pregnant. Because if you're in their shoes, you want to do something that no one else has done before. Absolutely. She did it. She did. Nailed it. There you go. Perform in front of millions pregnant. Check. <laughs> right? All right. Nikki D, you got anything? Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Uh, Nelson. Yeah, I'm just looking for somebody 5'5", five, five, dark hair, named Anna. His sister. Just my sister, yeah. Last name. What's your last name? Nelson. Nel. Nelson's your last name, right? Nelson's my last name. Where's Flyer coming at? What? Where, I thought Flyer was your last name. Nelson Flyer? Yeah. Why? Where do you? Where what? did you get that from? So it's in my phone. Your His name and your phone is Flyer? Really? What's his first name then? Radio? <laughs> Radio Flyer! <laughs> Is it really? Is that a joke? Oh, it says Nelson Flyer. Where does Flyer come from? And what is that picture of you, Nelson? Oh, that was an That's old a sister. Yeah. <laughs> it's from his dating app. Your real name's really not Flyer? No. Why do I have that? I don't know. Would you ever go, was that like a nickname or something? Not one time. Goes to show when he met you, he had no idea who you were no. or what your name was. <laughs> no. Foxtrot is still your email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my gamer tag. 
Okay. Is right. this flyer? Well, you got anything, Mr. Flyer? No, that was it. Okay, cool. It's a joke about banging my sister. WWE will be here Friday at Golden One Center SmackDown. We will have tickets for you tomorrow at 7 a.m. Cut a promo. Be ready to rock and roll. If you want in on it and you want to be reminded, you can reach out to us on social media at Listen to the BS. You can text in 916-909-0985. But tomorrow, 7 a.m., tickets. Hopefully, if it doesn't go over, you know, I'm just going to move on. Pretend like it never happened. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, that's when we plan on giving those tickets away. All right, look, Mickey's up next. More keywords for a trip to Hawaii. Stay at Disney's Alani Resort. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. And bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.